everybody and welcome to the Conversation Street Awards 2022 with me, Michael. And me, Gemma. And today we are going to be revealing your picks for the top stars and stories of Coronation Street in 2022. So very excited. Are you excited? It's our picks. It's our collective picks. We voted as well. And you, the viewers, have all collaborated to select our favourites of the year. We're going to reveal them to you about now, aren't we? But round about now-ish, over the next couple of hours, I imagine. That's probably in the plan, yeah. This is very exciting. I love the Conversation Street Awards. Thank you, everybody who's voted. It's, well, thank it was, you. It's good to see the numbers going up and uh, yeah, see how many people have voted and, and waiting until... Uh, when did we find... We had to look on Tuesday, didn't we? to see who our winners were this year. Very, very exciting stuff. Yes, we had to notify them so they could send their acceptance speeches. Oh yes, we have got a few acceptance speeches. Uh, and uh, it's so... episode is always lovely. I was talking to you yesterday or the day before and said, isn't it amazing how far we've come that when we first started, we there was no way we could even ask anybody for an acceptance speech. And now... We've got contact got, with almost everybody. We have. It's been it's been a good year this year for for, for very many reasons for our conversations. Jill, we're all excited to to share who our winners are. Um, and this is this is our eleventh one, Gemma. <laughs> I know. It's nuts. Well, this is the this is the tenth Conversation Street Awards that there's been a public vote for. Because if you remember the very yeah. first one we did back in twenty twelve, we did we didn't let anyone else decide. It was all down to us. But yeah, ten ten years of voting um, from our lovely listening public and yeah. um, and this is where we can do so um yeah are you you in in a, in, a, in a fancy mood today oh yeah i'm so fancy today yeah. i'm wearing my tiara i've brought that out of storage <laughs> it's a sapphire one and i'm also wearing sequins and i've got fur draped all over me well i, I agree with your last one because the cat has just jumped on your lap <laughs> but um, we're recording this one on thursday morning you you've we basically just got up haven't I haven't you? even had breakfast. No, Gemma's not had breakfast. She's not got dressed. That's so. how dedicated I am to this podcast. <laughs> Jump out of bed and I was like, Lah! it also it also means no no fancy glasses of wonky duck gin for you. Michael uh, said to me about half an hour ago, so about yeah, about half past nine in the morning. Do you want some gin and tonic? Some it's a special wonky, occasion. Wonky duck for the for the recording, and I said. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I've got a glass of fizz here. I've got I've got some apple ties and a fancy champagne flute, just got, you know, for the for the for the occasion, and a, and a cup of tea as well, of course. You've got the glass they use in the bistro. Yes, not we didn't steal it. No, we didn't steal it. I bought, it and then Michael broke one. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you very much for um, on, our f- for on my birthday last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall whatever. we do? <laughs> shall we do the awards? Are we gonna? Yes, I think we should. I think that's far, far too much um, pre-award giving preamble. This is not like Bill Schofield never, never does this. This isn't Bill Schofield level. This is like the Oscars. I bet they've all got mugs of tea. Do they come out podium. and start chatting on about, oh, I've only just got up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if this is who's a bit gonna crap. Get, who's going to get punched by Will Smith this year? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, well, there is a there is a category for I that. have been knocking off his wife behind your back, Gemma, I have to say. I'm sorry, I have to oh, reveal so this for everybody. Um, so we are going to... Knocking off or knocking up? Um, well, you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> wait nine months. I love you'll find out. Um, we are going to start off with our first award. So here we go. That was a really weird thing to say. <laughs> 
So our first award for today is the AOP Award for Best Newcomer. And uh, we've had a couple of a couple of big names join the Coronation Street cast this year, haven't we? Only, only a small number, I have to say. It's not been a year of, of, of tons of uh, new entries to the street, but we have had some quality, and that's the most important thing here, haven't we? Oh, definitely. And our nominees... Oh, I, 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 I want to do this one. Can I do this one? Yeah. Our nominees... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Our nominees for this year's AOP Award are Dee Dee, Dee Dee Bailey, who's um, as long expected on Coronation Street. I didn't know whether she'd ever come, but she finally made her appearance back in, um, is it the summer or the autumn? I can't remember. So I'm going to say summer. Autumn? We, uh, we met her in August. Oh yes, that's right. She appeared, she, right, she appeared in September, didn't she? You're right. And um, we've got Glenda Shuttleworth, the latest addition to the uh, to the funeral family of the street. Um, played by Joji Prenger. Uh, we've got Aaron Sanford, Summer's boyfriend, um, who's uh, always going through the ringer at the moment, isn't he? Oh, so much drama. Um, Fern, who was um, Bernie's doppelganger, um, who played an amusing storyline this year, which uh, well, I, I quite enjoyed it anyway, uh, where she um, was a bit of a wrong one as well. And also Griff, the evil racist, who is uh, currently up to no good with Max and uh, planning something big for New Year's, it seems. So... Yeah. Shall we reveal who the winner is for our first award? Yeah. The winner Are of the... Are you putting drum rolls in? I'm going to put my drum rolls in. Don't you worry about that. I okay. mean, this, I, I've got this down to a down to a T Fine after enough. 11 years. Yeah. So the winner of the 2022 AOP Award for Best Newcomer, as voted by Paul Bowles is Glenda Shuttleworth. Congratulations, Jodie Prenger. Good job, good job, good job. I, I, I'm very glad that she's a winner. I think a, definitely a deserving winner. She got um she got sixty three point eight percent of the vote as well. That's so um tidy, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee came in second place, but um yeah, it was a, a definite and I think well deserved win, win for 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 Glenda this year. So um this is this is an exciting one. Now it's really interesting. I found how what they've done with the the Shuttleworth family over the last few years and Coronation Street because it had been a name that had like fallen into you know. History, yeah, exactly, and, uh, and yeah, Archie is a it was a well loved um, member of the Coronation Street uh, family, but I, I never expected that we'd actually be seeing more of his family. And we had uh, George last year, now joined by by Jodie. Um, she was we we found out back in June it was that she was going to be joining uh, Coronation Street, and I'd I'd never heard of this uh, actress before, but she'd made quite a big name of herself, hadn't she? On um. On, uh, on on stage on the West End. Well, she'd been in um, I'd Do Anything on BBC in 2008. She won uh, the, her part as Nancy and Oliver on the West End. And uh, she's just uh, gone from strength to strength since then. Uh, and she's appeared in just under 50 um, episodes of Coronation Street. Yeah, so, so far. far. Yeah, so and definitely enough for people to get a good idea about what she's impression on everybody. Mm. Well, she, she was sort of bigged up quite a lot before she came in, partly because of the, the name behind her and a lot of people had heard of her and they wanted to make sure that she was one of these characters that comes in and makes a splash. Ian McLeod at the time, this is what he'd said about her. We'll see whether we think that she's lived up to this. Glenda sails in fresh from the cruise ships with a whiff of the exotic, quickly making best friends and enemies in equal measure. Now that's interesting. I wouldn't say that she's made any enemies yet, has she? No. She just seems like an all-round, nice, likable, um, uh, amicable kind of person. Um, he said that character is loads of fun and has echoes of classic Coronation Street females of old. Jodie is a fabulous talent and we're all very excited to have her aboard. I'll see what he's done there. And I think the viewers will love her. 
Well, clearly they do. Yeah. I, I think she's great. Um, it's still very early days for the character. She, she's certainly been enough for me to know that uh, that I like her, but she's, she was still waiting for her big story. I think that putting her behind the bar in the Rovers was a genius move, and that wasn't something that was revealed back in June. I don't think we found that out until... Um, well, we didn't find out about it until the summer, did we? But um, having sort of this big, larger-than-life, exuberant character um, is certainly fits the sort of person that you'd expect to have behind the bar at the Rovers. And it's some it somehow managed to work with the dynamic of Jenny and Daisy, who are the comedic characters, but in a more grounded way. Mm. And they, their, their humour is sort of sarcastic and snarky. But hers is just, you know like you said, exuberant and uh, jolly and um, full of funny stories. So. Yeah, she she really oozes confidence. I mean, she's supposed to, as a character, have had lots of experience. Um, Working know, with so, the public. Yeah, exactly. She's on the cruise, cruise ship singing stuff. Yeah, and she certainly is no... Performance. Yeah, she's certainly no you know, retiring, what's a shy violet kind of character, is she? She just feels, to me, absolutely at home there, leaning on the bar, having a chat with the punters and... and um, and yeah, and and sharing a joke and stuff. I, I think that she's awesome. Um, yeah, me too. So well done, and um, we're really excited to see what happens with this character as the years go by. Yes, I really. I, I just wanted to say as well. Um, she's one of these characters that, from her very first appearance made the made the big impression as well because in her first episode that was when do you remember she uh, she took over George's one of George's funerals yes uh, I remember in a little hat yeah yeah exactly she was great because he he like overdosed on medication or something he had a bad tooth and um, and she swans in off the cruise ships like uh, like Ian said and uh, just yeah this confidence in herself this self assuredness meant that she was somehow able to pick up and run this funeral where she's not there's not been any call for her to do so any time since but um i guess i guess it runs in the blood if you're a shuttleworth yeah and um yeah just go to show that she can turn her hand to anything really so i like you said i'm looking forward to seeing what the future has in store for her and we do have a acceptance speech from Jodie as well, which is very exciting. Ooh, yes. We got to we got to meet her back in um August when we were at the set and, and kind of touch base with her and um I've messaged a couple of times since and she's very kindly agreed to to say thank you very much for her um A Up Award. So um over to you, Jodie. I've had to sit myself down. I really can't believe her. Best newcomer. Thank you. Genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart. You get so nervous starting on the cobbles. And then everyone's just made me feel so welcome. And then this, you've made me Christmas and New Year and next year. You've made it all. Thank you so much. Sending loads and loads and loads of love from me. Now it's time for the Top Lad Award. Oh, we're going for a big one now. Yes, getting serious straight away here. We've got our (laughs) nominees. We have Imran, who is dead. Yes, he has. He's only made half a year of Coronation Street appearances, but is it enough for him to be voted best man? We'll have to wait and see. Not long. Who top else we got? Best man. It's top lad. Top... It's not a wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Although he did have a wedding earlier this year. I know he got married, and uh, we also have Tyrone on the list. He was the other chap to get spliced this year. Uh-huh. Can he win your hearts? No. Spider. <laughs> don't give it away. Yeah, you don't know. We've got Spider, the undercover cop with a. Um, rebellious streak. Yeah, come back this year and straight into the nominations list as well. And Gary, uh, what can you say about Gary? Wrong one. Such a scandal. Got away with his crimes. <laughs> and finally, 
but not not the least, <laughs> our lovely Tim, who has had trouble with his equipment all year. Yeah, he's, he's battled many personal issues this year, yeah. hasn't he? But he's come through it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, hang on a minute. <laughs> but anyone can be the winner, and I'm going to announce that winner now. Do it, now. do it, do it. Who is it? The winner of the Top Lad Award for the is Imran! Oh, it's Imran! Yay, well done! Congratulations, Imran! Good, good job, voters! Yeah, and congratulations and, you know, on that one. The top lad winner doesn't have to be somebody who's um, a, an angel because he's certainly gotten up to some naughty things. He has. I mean, I you know, I was obviously as you were gutted to find out that Charles Imello was leaving Coronation Street early this year, um, and he, <laughs> he they certainly didn't they certainly didn't give him. Um, a, a positive exit where he he kind of, he kind of went out a hero in a way, didn't he? Of course he did. He but he had a couple of dodgy months leading up to that. He rescued his beautiful wife from a car crash that she caused because she was so knocked with him. Uh, something to do with the dishwashers or something or bins. I can't remember what the <laughs> so the many reasons was. why a wife as soon as, soon as she got a ring on that finger, You're she's like. like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Shut up, She's you. taken it to extreme because it is a soap. No, she'd found out about him lying in court. <laughs> yeah, he had been a bit of a naughty boy earlier this year, all she because found of out. His, um, his fatherhood. She found out that they'd lost Elsie. Um, uh, well, she blamed him for everything that had gone wrong. Yeah. Basically, her whole life just kind of shattered around her, and it was because naughty Imran had a naughty affair with naughty Abby. Well, it start, it's, it's funny because he started off the year, didn't he? I think it was at the last scene of 2021 was Abby revealing to Imran that she thought she was up the duff with his secret um, one-night stand baby. But then... Um, it turned out it was going to be okay. Sure. So she she um, did a test and she came back no, to him. No, she didn't. Said, oh, well, no, she, she she just came to him and said, oh, you don't need to worry about it. And as far as Abby had... was concerned, she wasn't trying to hide it or anything, no, she? No, she? she had periods. She thought she was yeah. in the clear. But no, Alfie, little poor Alfie, was born prematurely in March. Oh, there was, I just love the scene where it dawns on Abby. I can't remember whether it's probably Toya that reveals it to him and the camera just kind of zooms in on Imran's face as the realisation dawns on him that, yeah, that's probably probably my baby there. But then uh, from that point onwards, he, he does his very, very best to, to fight for custody of Alfie because eventually, once she's thought about it for a little bit, Abby decides she'd quite like to keep him too. But but he decides she's not allowed because she's a naughty drug addict. Yeah, so well, he to be... smears her name and he d- uh, yeah. well, he thought that she was taking drugs. So he gets uh, the he paralegal did. Ben to help him to prove it, and he does a bit of naughty uh, lies. And uh, so Imran commits perjury in court and says that Abby was a druggie. You know. Yeah, maybe it's just because I like Imran so much, and and I think I'm in you know good company here as well because um what did do you say the percentage fifty two point nine percent of uh, of people voted for Imran to win this award and as can well. I just tell everybody who the runner up was please yeah go for it it was Tim Tim runner up <laughs> of the year yeah so absolutely. he's the second best lad okay <laughs> good job everyone um, yeah maybe it's because I like um, Imran so much that I, I maybe make excuses for him but I think that they they didn't completely write him off as a character did they they wanted to show that he had a bit of honour in him even when he 
did kind of do a bit of lying in court. It was, I, I'm going to say it was because Ben coerced him into it. And Imran <clears throat> really did believe that Abby was taking drugs, didn't he? Because he, remember he, that scene where he went round her flat and um, found like an empty bottle of morphine in her bin that it turned That's out because, that she'd taken yeah. off of off of Laura. So he had very good reason. And, and it was Ben who was pushing him to say, no, 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 let's just lie in court. Let's just say, um, and, and, and also even like, you know, he had his lovely wedding with Toya, the pre-wedding scenes, the, the, the stag do was all kind of fun. They, they, although they made him give some dodgy, shifty looks a little bit in the first half of uh, 2022, I think he did still go out a hero in a way, would you say? Well, he saved Toya. He's, this he's... is what we say about Coronation Street. And I, one of the things I've said I like about um, some characters is that they're, they're not good or bad. He's a very complicated character and uh, he did some really great things and he did some really bad things and he was he was uh, one of these morally grey characters but he was kind of um, a tragic hero in a sense because he thought all the way through he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, he did. He just wanted his son. Yeah. And he believed that this, you know, jug-addled strumpet um, <laughs> was maybe not the best person to bring up young Alfie. And and we saw from some of the scenes he had earlier this year and last year with Elsie, just what a lovely father he was. I mean, that was when he was chasing so Elsie cute. around the flat and everything. It was it was utterly adorable. And um, I think, well, it seems like the fact that even though, when did he die? It was like the last day of May, first day of June, I can't remember. The fact that it's been six months um, since he even appeared on Coronation Street, seven months, uh, and people have still voted him as top lad of the year, it feels like there's there's a bit of forgiveness there. Definitely. Which is, you know, the best I could have hoped for. If we had to lose Imran this year, oh. um, if he had to be tarnished a little bit with his exit storyline, at least people have got fond memories of him. And uh, I'm I'm just really really pleased because obviously he's a he's a big friend of the podcast and um, for him to come in when did he, it's 2017 I think he started and he got his um, AOP award that year. Oh, you got to and, get them all, um, haven't you? To go from AOP award to uh, top lad award. Yeah. I mean that that's that's what you want. I, I assume you want. So I I I, I think can't, he's happy can't with put it. Can't words in people's mouths. Well, we can't. But um, but um, we he he has put some words in his own mouth. That's so, right, Michael. <laughs> as, they, as the saying and goes. And so we'll slickly transition <laughs> to that, shall we? Let's find out what Charlie has got to say about winning Top Lad Award this year. Hello, Michael. Hello, Gemma. Hello to everyone. Um, everyone of the Conversation Streets family. Um, it's Charlie here. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you for your incredible support. Um, over the years, um, and it, well, especially this year, um, it's been a very strange one for me. It's been a year that has been full of a lot of upheaval, obviously, um, personally and professionally. Um, but that is no bad thing. Like it has been, it has been a, an unbelievable whirlwind, and to have had the first half of the year um, be so devoted to to Coronation Street in the way that it was is was nothing sort of a, a joy and uh, and an, an honor honestly like it's a place that I'm hugely proud to have worked and it is um, it was a 
story and uh, a, a means of, of writing me out of the show that I enjoyed every single day. I was, I, I had, I had just the best time. I was constantly challenged. I was working with some of the finest um, actors that, uh, you know, of any kind, you know, let alone television, let alone soap, let alone any kind of way you want to sort of divvy that uh, descriptor out. Like they're, they're some of the finest um, actors that this country has. And I, I was able to go to work with them and, and be friends with them every single day. So it, it's a huge privilege uh, of mine to have spent my time like that um, with those people. So t for it to have resonated, you know, whatever that word means, <laughs> uh, out in the world um, with you guys is uh, a huge sort of validating factor and a huge cherry on what was already a year predominantly made of cherries. So it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it means a huge amount. It means a huge amount. Like I know that, um, uh, that you know the the you know any kind of outside influence of any kind, you know, praise or or or, or criticism should be, you know, maybe <laughs> treated um, with a with, with a little bit of a pinch of salt. But this community specifically is one whom I have always respected and felt respect from, even if um, what my character might have been doing uh, might have been slightly distasteful. Like, you guys have always been um, incredibly understanding and giving of me, personally, as a person. Um, and so to be validated by you guys is very very meaningful it's, it's it's a community that michael and Gemma have set up and it's it's something that i have had an affinity with and for pretty much the entire time i worked there and beyond before and beyond actually um so to have finished up my time there with a sort of proverbial tip of the cap from you all is incredibly kind it's incredibly moving it is incredibly meaningful so once again thanks to all of uh, the conversation streets um family who are listening thank you to michael and Gemma, as always for being um for having uh, uh, um facilitated this wonderful community for to have been such wonderful friends over the years and will continue to be as as you both well know. Um, and yeah, chances are this will be the last time that I am heard on this podcast. Um, in You know, certainly in this sort of way anyway. Um, like I might come on to talk about Game of Thrones or something as we've tried in the past. But certainly in this kind of way, this will probably be the last time. So to have had a kind of, you know, a pat on the back from you all as I, as I, um, 
you know, try and exit gracefully through the door is, is yeah, it's, it's lovely. Thank you all very, very much. And hopefully see you all soon. Okay, our next award today is the Top Lass Award, of course, where we take a look at who you have picked to be your best lady performer of the year. Well, no, it's it's the character, isn't it? Yeah. Who's your Who's your favourite Corrie lady that's what of twenty twenty two? That's one of the things that makes these awards slightly different from like soap awards and everything. Is that we award the characters, not the actors. I'm sure there's a little bit of you know extra love for the actors in there as well, but it's Obviously, definitely the, the characters. It's just a slightly that are different perspective, here. isn't it? Yeah, no, um, it's always a, a, a hotly contested position, the top lass award, isn't it? Because Coronation Street is always about the uh, the strong ladies of the street it's always really hard also to select oh yeah just coming up with the nominations the list is, is very very tricky and uh, there's always a lot more that we want to there's a lot of competition to, for but, top last yeah but we could only pick five this year and our five nominees were abby webster um sally metcalf who um you know has been on the receiving end of, of tim's Issues, no, no, as no. we said earlier. Um, Toya, another um, favourite of uh, of Conversation Street, has had uh, many, many appearances in this year's um, show, but is oh, it enough to, to vote her top last? We'll find out in just a second. Summer, of course, um, who has been through a troubling year. Troubling, let's just say. that's a good word. Yes, she, she's, she's, she's been through the ringer a bit this year. Have we taken pitted on her and voted her top last? We'll find out. And also Kelly, another one who's um, sadly no longer part of the Coronation Street cast but um, certainly contributed Gone, greatly to, to, to the, the success of Coronation Street this year. So, time to announce the winner. And the winner of the 2022 Conversation Street Award for Top Lass goes to Abby Webster. Yay! And again, I think she had one last year, she's you know. always a she's, popular character. She's a real favourite, isn't she? And she's had she? a lot to do this year, as how as has our runner-up, who was Toya. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, Toya at number two. I'm really thrilled Just with this. There. So yeah, Abby got 35.2% of the vote. That's um, right. And, and, and Toya was just a bit below. So it was, yeah, it was a close run thing, but um, Abby ended up pipping her to the post in the end. And um, well, you know, storyline-wise, we've kind of already been through a little bit with what went on with uh, with Imran. Oh, it's very but, complicated. Um, yeah, it's all kinds baby, of... all kinds of baby drama going on with Abby this year. I think, and also, I mean, similar to Imran, we haven't seen a whole lot of her in the second half of 2022, have we? No, she's, they're she's coasting, putting her feet up. As a, as Abby, because you know, pop out a baby—that's the hard part, isn't it? And that's then... what I've heard. You just—that's the most important thing, and then the rest of it sort of takes care of itself. Mm. I, I'm really pleased that um, viewers are still um, enjoying Abby and still voting for her as as one of the top female characters, or well, the top female character this year. Because I know that, um, like this time last year, there was a certain element of Abby fatigue among um, a proportion of the viewership of Coronation Street. It can be there? very challenging. Um, because when the writers, uh, when the writers see that you're a popular female character, they do tend to heap misery upon your head until you break in an emotional as, deluge as summer of tears. Is currently experienced. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for her, but Abby's definitely um, still riding high on popularity. Yeah, well, she was um, again. She was this time last year chasing after um, uh, Dean. No, 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 no. It was um, it was Kelly. She was having a go at, wasn't she? Because Kelly had, um, 
got out of prison and everything and Abby was uh, sort of stalking her around the street but yeah. so she she came out of that one but yeah Dean was um her ex that she um ended up getting into mischief with early in uh, 2022 um after she told Imran that she wasn't pregnant she had a a drink and drug fueled binge alongside Dean in a in a very memorable episode which culminated in him stealing a car and her going along for the ride and then um having a baby I know this is this bothers me because they don't put this on the list. When women are struggling to um to have their baby, you know, when they're oh how can I induce birth, labor? I'm overdue. I want to have my baby. I don't want them to induce it at the hospital. I want to have it naturally. What can I do? And there's all these folk remedies, you know, I don't know, sit on an egg or eat garlic or whatever it is. <laughs> is that right? I'm not au fait with the latest technology. But why didn't they say have a dr- drink and drug session and go for a joyride? Yeah. I don't know which one it was that that was the main trigger point here, but certainly one of them did it, didn't it? It it certainly did, yeah. Well, this is a bit of a twist. Um, We we didn't necessarily see this coming. We knew that there was something big happening for Abby this week, but when she actually went out into the the country and then started having her labour pains, it's like, oh, this isn't getting exciting. And that was really the the kickstart for this big story of the year and the the whole baby drama that we've been talking about already. But um, Sally Carmen is one of Coronation Street's top performers for sure, and, and some of the scenes that she um had to, to had to do this year were, um, <laughs> really showed her acting chops oh, didn't fantastic. she but the birth scene was so kind of raw and emotional abby kind of comes uh, alfie comes out and and he's not breathing and uh and then you got the scene where she crashes her car into the skiff after she escapes um she kidnapping toya on her wedding day um and all, throughout it all it was just really interesting to me to see um how she was wrestling with the um, responsibility of having this child, knowing that she kind of wanted it, but also realizing that she's been a bit of a bad mum to um, Charlie and Lexi and and Seb, and yeah, should should she put Wrestling another child it, through yeah. this? Um, but yeah, as as we said earlier with Imran, she ended up uh, getting custody of Alfie, and um, everything seemed all, all all peachy until, well, until, I can't remember how it happened. It was eventually. I think it was because Imran lied in court, he and Toya were the ones that got custody of Alfie, wasn't weren't they? And then he, she so, was trying Elliot was trying to help her, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 that's right. And um eventually she ends up trying to kidnap Alfie. This is all yes, almost she's leads gonna to run the... off to Costa Rica. Yeah, oh yeah, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, because she fake... Yeah, she got she got the passport. She snuck a picture of Alfie at the uh, the naming ceremony. Oh, I love right this. Now. And so yeah. Uh, Imran and Toya. Oh God! It's she became so the hero dramatic. of the story, and Imran and Toya were sort of the villains in a, in a sense. It, it did kind of feel that took way. Sides in a really kind of sexist way against Imran because he's the dad. He's mm. also evil, but she was kind of a bit sneaky too, trying to kidnap her baby. Yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do, aren't you? Well, you know, yeah. Mother's love modern and all life, that. modern women, you got, can't have it all. Mm. So um, after a man's death, Abby is granted this interim care order and is placed with Wendy Papadopoulos. So we've got Abby to thank for having um, getting Wendy back onto the show yeah. this year as well. Um, and then she, we, we didn't really get to see a whole lot of her. There was a really lovely scene, because um, we've seen a bit more over her over the past year of her kind of bonding with Jack, another... Um, 
you know, not not son, but adopt. Has she adopted him now? I can't, I can't remember what no, the she status She was going is. to adopt him, but then Kevin got annoyed with her. So oh, yeah, that was her. earlier in the year. I can't remember where we ended up. But do you remember that there was a scene where Jack wrote a speech for his Leavers Assembly at school where he was uh, basically saying, my family's great, including Abby. And that was all kind of very sweet and heartwarming. Then he turned and, um, on her. You may be. Um, but yeah, we've not seen much of her recently. She she came back for a couple of scenes. She was there at Tyrone and Fizz's wedding um, last week. And I, I do hope that we will get to see a lot more of Abby because she's such, such an asset to the programme. Um, I, but I, I, I just hope that it's not going to be too much misery that's thrown at her. I don't know. Well, she's got Surely a lovely baby. Surely you can get some drama now, out of some positive stories as well. Let's see some lovely family stuff with her and Kevin. Um, and, and yeah, seeing, seeing what it's like for her to be, um, to be to, a, to, to be a mum correctly this time. Um, there's no correct way to be a mum. <laughs> um, well, Sally Carmen is uh, not just popular <laughs> with our listeners. She also won best performance this year at the RTS North West Awards. So, um, congratulations to her. And here is a, here is a virtual award to go on her mantelpiece. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's not... she, we can't give her a proper one because she's got so many awards at this point. We, It'd we, just be rude, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, but um, anyway, we have got, um, of course, an acceptance speech from the lovely Sally Carmandatine because she got married this year, didn't she? She's had Tied lots of things to do Joe. this year. Yeah, she's, she still she... won an award. Well done. Yes, yeah, star time to win an award. So, but what's um, her favourite prize of the year? New husband or Conversation Street absolutely Award? Absolutely, Conversation Street Award. Well, that, <laughs> well the... I don't remember her giving an acceptance speech at a wedding. Well, not the... that we were invited. <laughs> Let's let's find out what Maybe Sally. Maybe she did. I don't know. Probably probably said something Maybe quite nice about actors him. Actors probably always give acceptance speeches when they see lots of people with glasses in front of them. Let's find out what Sally Carmen has got to say about winning this year's Top Lass Award. Hello, everybody. It's Sally Carmen here. I just want to say a huge thank you um, to everyone who voted me Top Lass. Uh, I, I I can't quite believe it. Um, I just I'm I'm a bit blown away. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you're all having wonderful Christmases. And here's to a brilliant rest of the festivities. I don't even know if that's a sentence, but um, yes, sending you all a massive smacker. Thank you so much. Bye. And now we've got the Our Kid Award, which is for the best young character, mm-hmm. not necessarily young actor. Usually the two of them. Usually the two are related go hand in, in hand, some don't manner. They? So we have our nominees. We've got Hope Stape, who is a little minx, isn't she? But she's learning about English literature, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine she's, with she's me. bettering herself now. Yeah, talking about swatting up, we've got Sam, <laughs> our uh, chess genius. Although they say he's a chess genius, I don't know. It's the same as when you play poker. I've got no idea what you're doing. I think he's. I think he's quite good for his age, to be fair. <laughs> We've got Love Ma- Sam, but another very popular one with the uh, with the viewers as well. <coughs> yes, he is very adorable. Someone's not quite as adorable at the moment <laughs> is young Max, who's uh, got himself into a bit of a sticky situation. Still waiting to see. He's had a big year, has he this year? Hasn't he gonna... gave him a push down the stairs. He's been yeah. groomed by racists. He's he's cut his groin open. He got blown up. <laughs> he got blown up. He's he's had a bit of a, a bit of a tough twenty twenty two. So uh... he got pushed over, and someone stole his crisps. 
Yes, that is the most important thing. And we got to see that happen From live. a distance, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, can we can we make it better for him after a terrible year think that would, by giving him a reward? Do you think that would solve his wounds? Yeah, absolutely. We've also got another wounded warrior, we, Kelly, our lovely, oh, Kelly poor, sad, Alas, orphan gone. child. Uh, yeah, went with her knapsack on the end of a stick. Yeah, lost lost her mum and her, uh, and her dad, I guess, this year. Although yeah. her dad Can't hadn't gone through a few years. the man who took her in. Because he's an evil murderer who killed her dad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a time. And Joseph. Oh, poor our Joseph. Cute little waif. Yes, the, he the finally street. got his pair of trainers for Christmas this he year. Did. After, that was actually adorable. After waiting like 10, 11 months for oh. them. But yeah, he had a, a really probably, big story at the start of the year. They probably bought him the size he was in January and now they don't fit. <laughs> Sad. Who's won, Gemma? Who is our, our winner this year? I am pleased to announce the winner of the 2022 Conversation Street Awards for Our Kid goes to. Kelly! Oh, it's Kelly! Now, so what a turnaround here because I was I not Kelly's biggest fan for a long time, but she's um, such great performances by Millie Gibson. She's absolutely fantastic in that role, and she had so many dramatic storylines and chances to show off her acting chops. I'm just like always amazed how young she actually is because she she turned 18 this year didn't she and the the amount that she's such been talent. able to put out the the fantastic performances like you said and and such a range of stuff as well has been flabbergasting quite honestly um but i do want to give a bit of a shout out to paddy beaver in the role of max as well who came second so um kelly yeah. got 32 percent of the vote and uh, and max was just snapping worthy. at her heels there very yeah. worthy runner up there absolutely Good job, I, I think he's been awesome but yeah kelly Nealon, um no longer Sadly, on the coronation Another one screencast. Another has gone. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, she is moving on to uh, into, into, into big things, isn't she? Because you know, we're going to be seeing Millie starring in Doctor Who. Um, well, when is it? The year after next. <laughs> Still a bit of a wait. But um, yeah, definitely Ruby Coronation Sunday. Street's loss is, uh, is Doctor Who's gain there. Wow, well, she's um, defected to the BBC now. Yeah, I know. She's going to she have has, all these airs and graces, isn't she? She's going to expect um, tea in a teacup with a saucer. Yeah. No, not a mug. I, I really I really did enjoy many elements of her, her leaving story this year, although back early in 2022, we didn't realise that that's what it was gearing up to, of course. Um, poor poor Laura Nealon, who is a character that we never thought we'd have any sympathy for when uh, when she popped a clogs this year. Kelly, or Millie, really, was just absolutely phenomenal in those scenes, wasn't she? Having to wrestle with the, uh, the, the quandary of, oh, my mum's just confessed to killing my dad. But she's also on a deathbed. Should I should I go and see her? Nah. Yeah, and um, she she has there's this like five minute long scene um, where she where she goes and visits um, Laura in in hospital before she dies, and um, she's just, she's just um, she's just amazing. But both performers are fab in there. But um, yeah, she she gets up to all sorts this year. She's she gets. Um, she, she she disowns her mum. She well she helps her mum out when she finds out that she's got stomach cancer. She she pays for Elliot to take her pappy's case in the in the in the baby story. She she goes around doing a Robin Hood act with her big wads of cash, doesn't she? Given given to all the people that her dad has uh, taken money off. She she has a um she she helps out Stu in some ways. I can't, what did she even do with Stu? I can't remember. But she was definitely very key in, in, in that story, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And she and, also and, and has a love affair, doesn't Aww, she? Oh, that was so with, sweet. With sweet little Ardy and they pretend to be engaged. I thought they, they were lovely they together. Fall for each other for real and... Uh, um, <laughs> and then she goes and crashes his car into a bollard. But they're gonna go. They were gonna go to Gretna Green, and uh, 
But then Sharon, at the engagement party, tells her that Gary murdered her father. Yes, not, so not Laura after Kelly all. decides to use her powers of money for evil instead of good, which is how most people, honestly, mm. spend their money. Oh, yeah, because she'd got kidnapped. That was another... She got up to... They, she squeezed a lot on this year, didn't she, our Kelly? She, she, she tried got herself to get... kidnapped into a basement. She's like, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I can't, can only do this for about a week, guys, because I've got other stories happening. Yeah, but, I'm um, busy. I've got... Like, spread myself thin around her. Yeah, so, yeah, Gary ends up rescuing her, doesn't he? And beats then, up the evil, evil kidnappers. She but then... arranges for them to kidnap him. But yeah. then they kidnap her. Yeah, she's making a contact. I, I, I know. And, and and has those um epic building top scenes. Volume um, wall. With the volume wall. Um, and, and then she's in sad. September. And she also sees a ghost. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. She does get visitation from her ghostly dead father, doesn't she? It's like... She, Burn it down. Yeah, yeah she, she had chaos a, reigns. A, a real year. So I mean, t- you sometimes get characters when it's their time to leave. Um, you know, it can be over and done with it in, in, in a week. Like, and, and this isn't the the best exit category by all means. But I, I think that Coronation Street knew that um, a lot a lot of their success in the past. Well, 12, 24 months had been down to, to Kelly and Millie's performance, so they gave her a, a real proper decent exit here. And um, yeah, I, I just I just loved it. Um, now, there's definitely potential for a comeback. I now it all depends it on how now? well she gets on with Doctor <laughs> Who, really, doesn't it? Well, who knows what what the future holds? She's so talented. I would love to see Kelly back on the on the cobbles. Mm. She um, had a, she had a really nice ending scene yeah, with did. Gary, didn't she? After the whole rooftop drama was over, there was another you know, it felt like a five minute odd scene with him. Reconciliation committee. Yeah, <laughs> where he is kind of forgiven. Sorry, I killed your dad. She's like, sorry, I crimes. tried to get you killed. And They're then, like, bye, gone. It's just tragic because of the, I, I thought that you know, despite only being together for a month or two. Her and Adi were a, a really cute. super couple, a really cute couple, and then she oh, had and to she, and had to abandon her. Shot him. to kit to save her life. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? So many things, so many dramatic things. This is the thing about Kelly's story this year is that you can forget she was kidnapped because so many other things happened to her that that seems like a sort of minor deal. But for any other character, that would have been their major storyline of the year. But that was just the day in the life of Kelly Nealon, wasn't yeah. it? Coronation Street just knew they could literally throw anything at this very talented actress um, and, and she'd go, yeah, and then knock it out the part of their performance. And, and we her, were... yeah, her, perform- her performance um, with uh, Mother's Death, that was my best scene of the year. Yeah, that, that was that was, that was was fab. If you're a patron, but you'll know that because we went through it, all of our top. We did, we did. Um, it was really um, lovely getting to meet Millie as well earlier this year, wasn't it? We uh, She is absolutely lovely. We made her acquaintance back in March when we went up to Manchester and she's the nicest person. She was just, she, she was so, so lovely and fun to chat to and, and very humble considering how your biggest star on Coronation Street she was. She was just like... Very down to earth yeah. and very sweet. She really was. She was just and a really good laugh. Very open and very generous with her time. She yeah. is just a gorgeous yeah. person. And I am so thrilled that she's moving on um, to such a, a, an epic show and one that you also enjoy. I'm really looking forward to seeing her in and Doctor I, Who. I've said this about five times already now. Doctor Who fans don't know what's going to hit them. They're going to have such a fantastic partnership with her and the new doctor i'm excited to see both of them on the screen but i'm especially excited to see what millie's gonna do because we already know she's a fantastic and uh 
I just hope that the BBC know what they've got. I, I yeah, I mean, it, it always used to be, you know, especially back when Doctor Who first came back in 2005, that the Doctor and the Companion would be winning uh, awards left, right and centre, like the National Television they've Awards and everything. Just... And they haven't done in the last few years, because uh, Doctor Who, I think, has gone off the board a little bit. But I, uh, I, I, the, uh, yeah. I think it has. But um, I, I think that, you know, with, with Millie back in the... In the passenger seat of the TARDIS. Um, oh, I can't wait to see it can, her. It can only spell good things for the programme because she certainly won her fair share of awards on Coronation Street, didn't she? I mean, she got this year, she got a British Soap Awards for the Best Young Performer. Obviously, <clears> the <throat> Conversation Street, our kid award, trumps that. But um, I, I think that, yeah, the, the, the future is looking very, very bright for her. So congratulations, Millie. Couldn't and, be um, more pleased for you. And I'm so not. glad that you won this award um, because the competition, honestly... It's getting hotter every year for this category. Yeah. The the Arcade Award. Um, mm. there were there were there was a time I think very early days of this of the show where there was you, you know a standout character for that category that felt like an obvious choice. But it was really hard. This this such a such a talented cast of young characters, and also mm. they've been given some really intriguing storylines. And um, you know if. if Ian McLeod has done quite a lot of really good things for the show, but I think one of his um, biggest achievements is diversifying the age range for storylines and really investing in young talent on the show. Yeah, we've and seen And when a good you have somebody that, like yeah. Millie Gibson um, that you've that you've uh, you've had on your show, it just shows you that that investment pays off. Absolutely. So, with all that said, let's move on to our next category. <laughs> And up next, we have got the Flamin' Nora Award, where we celebrate the flame-haired beauties and bows of the street um, by giving them a very, very um, Conversation Street-specific award. Don't yes, get you this don't anywhere get this. else, do no. you? But it's very important. This is what brings the punters in. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Coronation this Street has got our, a legacy. This is our of version of Sexiest Soap Female. Absolutely, and it's not just it I can't remember. Has I can't remember whether any male actors have ever won this, or any male characters well, have ever won harder. this. They do. Maybe, maybe Craig's won it once. I can't remember. But you know, our, our reigning champion is is Jenny because she's won seven years on the trot now. Is this going to make an eight? I'll find out. Well, who's the nominees? We have got, going up against Jenny this year, we have got Gary Windass, as we said earlier, very important year for him this year. We've got Phil, bit of a fan favourite character there. Two L's, don't forget that. Um, Fizz, another huge year for her, what with everything... Um, she got she's, married. She's had two big years, hasn't she? Um, yeah. uh, Jenny McAlpine in the show. Thanks to Tyrone. As a big Fizz fan, I'm very, very happy about. And um, Glenda, our, our newest character to be in the category. She almost she's disqualified herself. Almost, almost. She's not quite ginger anymore, is she? But she had when beautiful she, red hair. When she came in... Got... Black hair. I, I, yeah, I, I'd almost she, wonder, is that actually really her natural hair colour? I'm wondering if she knows the importance of the Flaming Nora Award, because I think if she did, she would not have dyed her hair. I wonder whether she just saw who she was up against and was like, crikey, I'm a bit nervous about Now, we don't discriminate here. here against natural or bottle redheads. We no, so anybody who wants to be a contender for next year's Conversation Street Awards for Flaming Nora Award, just, yeah, get yourself a bottle of... Um, I'm saying... Right now. Of, 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 what's, your, what's, what's, a, what's a brand of hair dye? I don't know. I literally yeah, don't Gem, know. Gemma doesn't need to know that. I don't. What are you saying? It like I dye my hair. I don't. I haven't dyed my hair since I was a teenager. <laughs> it's too much bother. I can't be arsed. Um, but, you know, some other people who might want to dye their hair to, to 
be considered here. I think Stu would look gorgeous. Oh, yes. Yeah, maybe um, Stu next year. Who else um, could go? Um, I, Yasmin, why don't they just go ginger as a pair? Yeah, I, I would have liked to have maybe seen Kelly giving it a pop before yep. she went. And, of course, Nina, her hair's going all over. All, Nina all, could all be kind of colours yep. at why the not? moment. Why so you never know it, who's uh, going to be contenders next year. But what about we, Toya? She's got lovely Maybe. blonde hair at the moment. It, she'd need to put a bit of red on that and she'd be in our Flaming Nora category, surely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have dilly-dallied long enough with it. It's time well, to reveal in suspense, who the they? winner is. I know, I'm sure nobody can guess this one. So, the winner of the Conversation Street 2022 Flaming Nora Award goes to... <laughs> Jenny Connor Yay! again. Oh my gosh, eighth year in a row. Congratulations. Um, yeah. <coughs> oh god. It, it, um, you know, I, what, what's is anything ever going to knock her off this? Well, Fizz tried. Fizz was in second. She was. Place she was here. in second place. But, but yeah, still a respectable win from Jenny here. Absolutely. And, uh, she's had a bit of a time, hasn't she? She her boyfriend was murdered, and she doesn't even know. No, she doesn't know that yet, does she? I mean, otherwise, I say we're recording this on Thursday at the moment, and she um, might well last find night's out. episode ended with a little bit of a cliffhanger, really, Leo. So, um, what I'm... news does Teddy bring from C- mm. Canadian wasteland? I guess I think by the time this gets published, you might even know this. I we don't probably know will this do. Going yeah. Out. But yeah, so yeah, that was a bit, that was a bit of a bad time for her. Two two dead fellas. And in as many years after Johnny last year. Well, you know that's the that's the issue about being. A flamehead beauty is that sometimes men get burned. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, or or shoved off a gantry into a bin. Well, it's similar, isn't it? <laughs> and Jen, uh, Johnny was kind of the opposite. Drowned, yeah. I don't, don't think he could have got burned uh, down there. So it was... um, it would have been a, a sad mm. uh, step too far, wouldn't it, to have burned him <laughs> as a drowned? I I thought the um the appearance of Teddy was quite funny at the beginning of this year for Jenny being an ex um, school friend of hers and the dad of her current boyfriend, and it yeah. really um yeah made made a big uh, uh yeah made her reconsider. Should I be going out with this chap who's well, um, somewhat younger than me? But you know, she stuck to her guns. Him. She got engaged to him. Yes, she did, didn't she? Yeah, you're right. Um, and then she, she uh, it gets killed, and she thinks she's going to start a new life in Canada, but no. Mm. She also she's also attracted the attention of um, one Stephen Reed this year, hasn't she? Watch out, Jen. Yeah, she had a funny scene earlier this year where she was talking about being all combobulated and. Uh, and snogging Stephen, so I think I think that one's going to come back and bite her at some point. But She's yeah. absolutely fabulous behind the bar too with Daisy. Their relationship has taken, um, it's sort of turned into a really comfortable, lovely um, mother daughter sort of relationship. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they're so comfortable with each other. They've got this little code, haven't they? Of eye glances, and then mm. Glenda's come along as well, and this there's trio a, Yeah, there's a really the not, there's a, 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 a the strongest Rovers team Absolutely, that we've seen in, in a good few that. years, actually, And Jenny at the is at, in her rightful place as queen of this amazing team of um, really fabulous characters. Yeah, and, so uh, hope, let's, let's get more scenes more in the Rovers, Rovers for 2023, we've, please. We've seen, 2022 was the year of emerging from COVID, not just in real life, but also on Coronation Street, mm. and I feel like... It's almost safe to say now that I think the, the kind of back to normal-ish uh, are very diminished <clears throat> from COVID on Coronation Street. So more and more Rovers yeah, scenes, more seeing, people in the we're background. We're seeing more people in the background <coughs> more and, people and fuller Rovers. It's maybe not quite pint. the same as, as it was. Even I mean, I'm even comparing back to like the 80s and everything here where all the characters would just end up there at the end of the episode. Well, and I don't know whether we'll go back to those days again. But um, I still, you know, the Rovers I think is filling. If anyone should win this category it definitely should be jenny landlady of the rovers top job on the street and she is the top 
Flaming Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got what it's called that. Um, of course, Sally Ann Matthews is a friend of the podcast, and she has, uh, not that that's you know affected how things have come out. This is all the listeners that have voted for this. Well, um, this is, yeah. But she has got something to say, of course, about her win this year. So over to you, Sal. Wow. Thank you, Conversation Street listeners, for voting me as the winner of the Flaming Nora Award. I really didn't think I was going to get it this year. Jenny's not been very active, but trust me, in 2023, she's uh, going to be getting into all kinds of drama. Um, But thank you, I'm absolutely thrilled. And yes, I'm still ginger. No grey. Oh, and now we've got one of my favourite categories of the year, the Wrongin Award. Ah, the best villain of the year. That's right, we've got a lot of evil antagonists on Coronation Street this year. We do, we've got this year um, quite a lot of kind of bubbling away, maybe building up to something huge antagonists, haven't we? We've we've not got, you know, your Pat Freelands, your Jeff Metcalfs this year. There's not a big bad. Not a big bad, but we've got some fairly medium-sized bads that have just been just as fun to watch. So uh, who who do we have as our our, our, our nasty nominees? They've all been meddling, haven't they? Mm -hmm. We've got Lydia, who was the thorn in Adam's side this year. And speaking of thorns, we also had a Mr Thorn who was the consultant who dared <laughs> to say that perhaps Peter might be responsible for some of his foie gras liver issues. <laughs> he was brilliant. I love Mr. He was Thorn. such a smarmy, smirking arsehole. I, th- I, actually, I, I thought he was going to turn into something bigger, but for the season that think we had he, him. I think he won that with Peter, because he's sodded off to Florida. Yeah. I don't think he got, <laughs> he got his comeuppance. Maybe he'll be back next year. Stephen, who's actually murdered somebody, let's not forget that, even though it was a bit of an accident. He was just there when Or did he Leo died. murder himself? Who can really say? <laughs> and then we've got Griff, who is a racist yes. and an evil groomer. And, and an environmental racist. And blows p- children up with bombs. Accidentally. And Fern, who has the audacity... To look like Bernie. <laughs> and be a bit posh. <laughs> so who's Ooh, our winner? Who has got our wrong on winner of the year, Gemma? <laughs> Uh, the winner of the 2022 Wrongen Award, Conversation Street Style, goes to Griff. Wow, Oh, Griff. he's so evil, Griff. Yeah, very, very close call this one, but with 40.1%, Griff was voted your Wrongen of the Year, and I'm really, really pleased by this. Yes. And um, a character who, when he came into it, wasn't you know necessarily flagged up as a, as a big bad was he no now he's the he's the winner and the runner up quite close was Stephen yeah yeah but yeah. you know Griff is just takes a biscuit here because he's he's very he's a very charismatic uh swaggering guy isn't he 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 shows well, he, he up he charmed Toya at the beginning didn't well, he he shows up in August as a protester along with Spider and uh it, Spider's warning Toya off of him straight away Toya t- warms him immediately and, uh, yeah, Spider, of course, knows, you know, he's there as, as in his undercover cop guise and uh, and he knows what Griff is capable of. But um, yeah, he, as you say, charms Toya and Peter because because all this stuff with Mr. Thorne, Peter is kind of takes against the, uh, the, medical the big community. bads in the medical profession, doesn't he? And they have these big pharma um, conspiracy chats. I thought this was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and he joins in the protest against uh, Nadim Atala at the factory, and uh, it's become apparent to us in retrospect that perhaps Griff's problem with him wasn't that much to do with environmentalism and more to do with the fact that he had a different colour skin, Mm. which is 
sadly, Griff's main problem with people. Well, yeah, but it wasn't until October. So we'd been in the show for a good two, three months, maybe, until we found out what exactly, you know, just how nasty he was. And it was when the uh, when the racism story came in. And it starts off with him taking Peter to the... Uh, <laughs> To the rock concert with sinister lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it was always my favourite description that we, we got during that but story. Of I know it, we but... laugh about it, but how scary would it be if you were like, I know. Sit, you're just like, mind your own business. Maybe, well, he doesn't have a beer. Peter's sober. That's probably half the problem. Yeah, exactly. He was there swigging his orange juice in the you're room going, away, a minute. And then you're suddenly like, what are they, what's like, that what chorus that? about? Yeah. I'm going. I, I'm not staying around but here. Ever, ever since, you know, that, that fateful episode, Griff has been... Yeah, properly nasty and um and I, I think he inhabits the role very, very well. Oh he's perfect. He's so he's so good. He's so sinister. He um he tur- he can turn it, doesn't he? He becomes very dark very quickly. And he's threat he threatens Max quite often in a sort of very jovial way, like, it's just a joke. Or is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he wants to get Max on his side. So the most of the time he's playing this this fatherly, chummy kind of figure, isn't he? Kind of grooming Max and, and getting him um yeah luring him in i guess but there have been a few times that we've seen like recently in the camping trip when he passes him the knife and is like skin this rabbit where we've definitely seen a real sinister side to him and and max is totally falling for it and he's kind of saying he's not racist he's not racist part of him i think knows but um the, the other scene that reminded me of just how great Griff was at being a somewhat malevolent character was when he showed Max the uh, the dodgy video of, um, you know, we didn't get to see what was on the video. We were, that was kind of left to our imagination, but it was what, you know, turned Max and, and made him supposedly realise what a threat the Islam community was. Or that's, you know, what Griff wanted him to think, at least. Um, he, he's, just, he's just been a lot. He's been a fun villain as well as... A nasty one. I've I've enjoyed seeing him, and I'm I'm absolutely fascinated to see well, where the story goes. Part of his appeal is that he's so very different from any other villain we've ever had before. I don't think we've had an ideological villain on Coronation Street to, to this not. extent. Who who is what you know one of the major villains of the of the show. Mm. We've had people who've come in and said unsavory things or um, have, have espoused a different point of view and been roundly told off, and then you know, run off with their tail between their legs. But this guy has been in the show for a, for a long time now, you know, for quite a few months. And um, it's it very interesting that he's, he's um, that they've, they've gone down this this road with him. Mm. I love the, um, the scene that he did at the community centre where he was speaking out, or it started off talking about um, environmental issues, didn't it? And about uh, invading foreign species. And it kind of segues neatly into... <laughs> into this clearly racist rant about um about immigrants and, and refugees and everything and um and resources yeah i i, I just think he, he's fab we've got, I, to say, we've got to protect the resources i very much enjoyed him and, and the mystery <laughs> that came about with his um first couple of months in the program just added to that as well so i'm i'm very very pleased that um that he's been voted wrong on i still think we're waiting for his big villainous act aren't we because he's he's been quite good at he's just been like I said luring Max in up to this point maybe coercing other people into doing naughtiness. Well, we but, know um, he's got something big planned soon. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I think probably I, I don't think he's going to get killed off. He's not kind of feeling like that sort of villain to me. But it would not surprise me if by the end of uh, twenty twenty three he's banged up in jail somewhere. 
Um, but you know, maybe he could still win the the, the Rangan Award for next year as wow. well. I just have Depends to see on what, who he, his, who his what competition he does. is, won't we? He but kills anybody. Anyway, congratulations, Griff, and um, we have got an acceptance speech from um, Michael Condren, who plays him. Um, and if you haven't heard Michael speaking in real life, you might be a little bit surprised by this. But um, here is Michael saying thank you very much for the Conversation Street Award. Uh, hello, uh, this is Michael Condren. Um, I play Griff Reynolds in Coronation Street. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to Conversation Street for first of all hosting these um, and thinking to um, sort of put me forward for it. So thank you guys very much. I listen to the show. Love the show. Um, really, really great. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I just kind of want to have a wee list in front of me, just sort of thank these people. Um, first of all, I want to thank everybody who took the time and the energy to vote. Um, it was very kind of you. Um, I don't know whether being voted a, a baddie is a good thing or a bad thing. Hopefully it's a good thing. Hopefully it means I'm doing my job. Okay. Um, People in the show, and uh, specifically that I want to sort of thank as well uh, as part of this are um, first and foremost um, Martin Hancock and Georgia Taylor. Um, I was really lucky and um, blessed, as I said to them um, at the Christmas party, to have those two people to share my first scene alongside Julia Golding. Um, but you know, Martin and Claire. I have been there from the very, very start and incredibly supportive, um, two brilliant actors, um, and two really brilliant friends now, which is fantastic. Um, I also need to thank Patty the Diva Beaver, um, as I christened him after his NTA award. Um, you couldn't find somebody who is n so far removed from being a diva than Patty Beaver. Um, an absolute gentleman, a brilliant actor, a brilliant friend, um, I can't wait to see what he does going forward. Um, it was a joy to do this story with him and chat with him and figure out how we were going to do it, how he was going to do it, I was going to do it, and, and together what we could do. Um, to Luke and Scott and Carl, um, I just want to say thanks very much. We've had some brilliant times, uh, brilliant trips out to the countryside. Um, we certainly have uh, certainly created a bit of a... I don't know, a story for ourselves amongst it. Um, thank you for being um, and helping me um, create this story. Um, and Ian, Verity, everybody at Coronation Street, all of the crew who are unbelievable people. I had such a brilliant time with them. All the directors that I worked with. Um, everybody, you know, it's cliche after cliche, but like Coronation Street, I can tell you this now, is a family from... Everybody who works upstairs, from everybody who sort of just keeps the building going, and um, as I say, the cast and the crew were incredibly welcoming. Um, the admin staff upstairs, superb. Um, so yeah, I've had an absolute blast. I've loved it, and I want to take this opportunity to thank those people for helping me win this award. I hope this isn't too long, so I'll I'll wrap it. Um, have a great new year, everybody. Um, and um. I know there's amazing things to come in the show. Um, it's all going to be very exciting. Thank you. Happy New Year. Okay, so on to our next award of the evening. And this is the Eki Thump Award for the best scuffle of the year. 
renamed again. This is our most renamed reward, isn't it? It's not a fight because there haven't been enough fights. It's not a punch because there have been some fights. So we've, we've just kind of gone for any kind of violent altercation between characters, really, is uh, enough to get you nominated for this one. And uh, I do like a good punch up on the cobbles. These are our nominees for this year. Tyrone and Phil's festive fight last Christmas Day. Um, we also had a brilliant moment earlier this year where Peter punched Mr. Thorne in um, the Chariot Square uh, restaurant there. I that was pretty it was in fun. His face. In the face, in the restaurant. <laughs> um, we had Lydia pushing Adam over the balcony at the shopping centre. Um, there was, of course, the scuffle, <laughs> between, the scuffle between Leo and Stephen well, on the gantry that, that led to his scuffle. unfortunate demise. Yeah. And also Daniel pushing Max down the stairs, which I know got um, raised many a cheer. <laughs> from, a, from a number of viewers when that happened this Inappropriate. Year. Well, it's true. It's all a bit So, um, the winner of the 2022 Eki Thump Award for Best Scuffle goes to Leo versus Steven. Ah, oh, love it. The one nice. that led to a murder. It did lead to a murder. Murderish, like I said. I mean, you know, if we, if we look back at that scene... Um, Oh, no, he kind of does because th this is uh, this is after um, Leo had seen Stephen having a chat with um, Gabrielle about his um, his money duplicitousness, and then he invites him up onto the gantry, and he's um, he's kind of quite swaggery, isn't he? Like, I know, I know something about you. I know you tried to trick Audrey. I don't think that Leo was singing this in his face. But no, he was singing it in his head, though. If definitely. he had done, then this would have been justified. Yeah. So he goes to phone Audrey, uh, and he's like, <laughs> and you know, usually on Coronation Street, everybody's got everybody's number in their phone book, at least this time. Um, uh, Leo just say yes, and luckily Audrey is in the phone book, so he's done his he's done his preparation for this. But um, alas, he was not prepared for what happened to him next, which is Stephen swinging down on his um, head. They kind of have a bit of a tussle. Oh no, sorry, they tussle first. Then the phone is knocked out of um, Leo's hands and onto the floor. And then this is when Leo's like, "You need to calm down, old man. You'll do yourself an injury." And as Leo goes to bend down to pick up the phone, this is when Stephen kind of slams his hand down on his head, cracking it onto the railings. And then you know the, the next thing you know, Leo is being rolled over the gantry into the bin below. It's very dangerous to reimagine this in your mind as they had a fight and then Leo accidentally fell off the side. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen. St Stephen did give the the fatal blow. <laughs> Stephen but... definitely was responsible. For Folio's death. It yeah, was but, not an accident. No, but I don't think that he, he obviously didn't plan this no. to happen. It wasn't premeditated in any way. But yeah, definitely this is... I mean, it's, it's, whenever this comes out, which surely it will, Stephen will no doubt try to claim it was an accident. Oh, it but was yeah, manslaughter, he, Your Honour. He definitely bopped his head on that railing there. He did. And, um, but yeah, that, that was a, a very fun fight. I, I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, that was one that we were lucky enough to see a bit of preview of before. We did. Uh, before it was, it was aired on screen as well. Yes. So um, absolutely love this. But uh, definite shout outs to, our, to the other nominees as well, including our... Uh, Deserving second place, I think, of the uh, the Peter versus Thorn punch earlier this year, and actually the Tyrone versus Phil fight was uh, only a couple of uh, fractions of a percentage away from that as well. So it was definitely a close run thing. But um, we have got an acceptance speech for this. We could do well in the acceptance speeches this year, aren't we? I we have really to say, are. and we don't just have the actors this year as well, because to say thank you very much for the Bayak Award, we are joined by director Matt Hilton, who is responsible for this fight. So over to you, Matt. Hi everyone, um, it's Matt Hilton here who directed 
the Stephen and Leo um, scuffle slash fight slash death in a bin sequence, um, which brilliantly won this year's Conversation Street Icky Thump Award. Uh, thank you for everyone that voted. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, it was a really fun sequence to work on. Uh, Michael and Gemma got to come and visit and to see the end of it where Stephen disposed of Leo's body Um which is really good fun. Um, we had a great time shooting it and kind of making it and trying to do something a bit different with it and keep everyone on edge and uh, have it kind of be a bit of a surprise. So hopefully it did surprise everyone. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. Um, really happy we won. So yeah, thank you everybody. Bye. And now it's time for our saddest category. Oh, time to say goodbye. The Tarot Award for the best exit. And we had some doozies this year, didn't we? Oh my gosh, we really did. Like, you know... Had to I, say goodbye. Lots of characters that I was not happy to say goodbye to this year. Also, this time, yeah, 12 months ago, I had no idea who we'd be losing. Yeah, and also some characters who um, had surprisingly uh, amazing exits. Yeah, yeah, compared, yeah based, compared to how, you know, the big the character, character had been beforehand. Yeah, yeah so, so who have we got as our nominees this year? Our category uh, nominees are... Imran, who just collapsed dead. Conked out. After. Conked out. He had a car crash rescued, first. Rescued Toya, and he was fine, and then he wasn't. I, I blame the uh, the paramedic that tried not too hard to revive him, I have to say. Yeah, that was a bit... Weak chest compressors. Very, very bad. I think if, if, if it's taught us anything, is that we should all learn how to <laughs> do them properly. Leo, who was murdered and shoved in a bin. Yeah, as we have just discussed. Laura, who was uh, died tragically young. Yeah, succumbing to stomach cancer. And with her daughter crying. But taking Gary's body. secret to the grave. Nice one. And... Kelly, who left with a wink and a, a jaunty strut down the street with a knapsack around and yeah, with a bags of cash. Yeah, space and time. Yeah, and then we had Emma, who went to Australia after running over some biscuits. <laughs> that seems like so long ago now, doesn't it? Really, it really, it was I mean, a long time ago. What, what huge names to, to lose from Coronation Street There's in some really big characters, But um, yeah. lucky a lot of them did get really, really far. And but good exits. Yeah, yeah. So over to you, Gemma, to reveal the winner. The winner of the 2022 Conversation Street Award for the best exit goes to... Laura. Laura Nealon. Congratulations. Yes. I'm really chuffed by this one. And, um, you know, with all the, you know, explosive exits of, of Britain's Got Talent Week for Imran and the and the, all the special effects laden stuff for Kelly, it did end up coming down to a really... A raw performance. Human, yeah, yeah, performance, really, from, well, I think both um, Kel Allen and Millie Gibson should be taking credit for this. Definitely, but... because... Um... It was Laura's performance up until that moment that really made it so poignant that yeah. she, um, you when know, the moment came, it was just so tragic because you knew that both of these women had been cheated of a very important, pivotal life moment of this kind of reconciliation before Laura passes away, mm. and they've been cheated of it by Gary, who. Um, you know, was kind of pretending or thinking he was or playing the part of Laura um, Kelly's saviour and also looking after Kelly and her um, looking after Laura. Yeah. 
in her moment of need. Yeah, I mean, up, up until the beginning of this year, honestly, I, I I wasn't a big fan of the Laura character at all. And I don't think you were supposed to be particularly, are you? Because she'd been painted as a really terrible parent, neglectful mother, responsible for Kelly being sent down to prison before she was um, exonerated towards the end of last year. That's why but, she's such a fantastic character, because she yeah, was real redemption. just an antagonist previously. But she's redeemed herself this year, and it is a tribute to Callan's performance uh, that she gave her. Are you pouring yourself. I'm sorry, I'm just pouring myself some more apple tie. Sorry for the microphone. This is, this is that sad. In this very serious and We're solemn talking about moment. A sad moment there. <laughs> so yeah, she um, she returned. Uh, yeah, she was back in it in February, claiming that totally she had derailed my train of thought. Sorry, sorry. Did you think you were being? Uh, quiet. I, th- I didn't know how I didn't know how Laura's little poor. I'm, I'm sure that was sure naughty things. Now um, I'm doing it to you. <laughs> I mean, lots of people weren't sure, including the characters on screen, about whether Laura even had stomach cancer at the beginning because she'd been such a, a sly. Well, liar, basically, yeah. up until this point. We thought, is, is she just doing this to try and get something out of Kelly? But yeah. then as the month went on, it transpired, oh, no, she really is pretty poorly. Oh, no, she's not. Yeah, exactly. See, the thing about Laura is that she was always out for herself and she was a terrible mum because she never put Kelly um, in front of her own needs. She never sacrificed anything, seemingly. She never put uh, Kelly first. But in her final months, she actually did. And I love that for this character. I love this turnaround and I loved how well um, uh, Millie and uh, Cal played this this pairing of the mother and daughter who were sort of semi-estranged trying to learn to live together in her final month. Yeah, because Kelly's um, sneaking off, isn't she, in the nights so as she skips school and stuff so that she can... Well, during the day she skips school so that she can look after her mum in her flat and eventually Laura gets moved into Maria and Gary's flat so um, to, to share the burden a little bit. But and it was... Go on. And Laura gets the idea that she wants to uh, help her kid in her final months. Mm. She doesn't realise the sacrifice she's going to make. No. But before that, she employs an ex-policeman to track down Rick, the her ex-husband because she she thinks he owes her money Uh, he he, she wants to provide for kelly yeah she wants him to provide for kelly she knows that he's he'll have money and i don't think she realizes he's dead no no she doesn't he as far as she doesn't suspect he's dead i mean she's he's just you know done done a flip like everyone else thinks but yeah it soon transpires you know after this policeman's doing a bit of investigating that rick completely went you know off the map off the radar in june 2019 and um, under pressure, Gary confesses to Laura, ah, yeah, it was, it was me what killed him. But on one of the, my favourite twists of the year was when it was then turned on its head and Laura ended up going to the police and, and basically taking the bullet for Gary, knowing that she only had months to live, if that, and saying, no, it was it was me what done it. And the scene where she's being led out of Victoria Court, just tears streaming down her face, being put into the police car, as, as Gary's there reeling in shock because he knows the truth, so as does Maria. Kelly's, I think, there as well, you know, dumbfounded by her mum's confession of her dad's murder it was it was just fantastic and then it led to those awfully tragic scenes in the hospital afterwards where kelly basically disowns her mum doesn't she there was there was one brilliant like it was about six minute long scenes when kelly goes to visit laura and 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 laura tells her the fake story about what happened like trying to defend herself and and kelly's 
just so hardened and she's like I can't let you kill my dad I don't, I don't want anything to do with you and Laura's there sobbing saying I love you I love you and and that's the last time they see each other isn't it until the very alive, <laughs> alive at least and, and like you said earlier the, the scene when um we find out that Laura is dead and and Kelly goes there to see her and it's too late it was just heart-wrenching well yeah I mean it is the best exit award and that exit from Laura she shuffled off his mortal coil and had uh, the her, her sad, tragic orphan daughter crying. Fantastic roar. It's just brilliant. brilliant. Um, Kelly arrives at the hospital. <coughs> Maria's there sobbing as well already because she's late. been the one that's been looking after her. Kelly kind of walks in there. She She's standing there with her hands on the curtain ready to, you know, she knows what's going to be on the other side. And then when she pulls back the curtain, she just, like, crumbles, basically. And and as Kelly's there, so Kel there is there, Laura's there lying on the bed, and Millie just bursts into it. this. Yeah, she she completely loses control. And she's almost, like, suffocating herself like, with all as all the tears are coming through. It was a, a, a really, really... Um, yeah, su- such, such a, a tragic, harrowing, tragic scene. Tragic, tragic story and a tragic end for... For Laura, and um, really, it's it's a te- like I said already a testament to these this pair of actresses, and mm. especially Kel that um, Laura had such a an, an impactful exit, and we managed, you know, w- she turned the audience's opinion around on this character, who mm. lots of people really did not like because of how backstabby she was to Kelly. Yeah. I th- it's just uh, amazing. I think that this was this was voted number one in a, in a good way in the face of you know the Britain's Got Talent. Uh, Imran's had a wall collapse on top of him almost, <laughs> and um, and and Kelly on top of the building and everything. And you can have all the stunts and explosions and being thrown into bins as as much as you like. But sometimes it's the character driven deaths that have the biggest impact. Yeah, and the, and, uh, um, the performances of the actors when they're really, yeah. really given a lot of yeah. space, which so, they uh, were. Yeah, congratulations to uh, to Laura for winning that one. Sorry we had to lose you as a character, but yeah. you took one for the team and the story was yeah. all the better for it. Um, we do have an acceptance speech here from Kel Allen. So um, it's been a while since we've heard from her on the podcast. Let's hear what she's got to say. Well, hello, hello. I just thought that I would jump on and say a massive thank you as a little bird has just told me that our Lauren Ewan has only gone and won the Best Exit storyline for Coronation Street this year. So thank you so much if you've taken the time out to vote. It's so appreciated. I mean, I never even win in a raffle. So for Laura to win the Tarara Award, it's a lovely little surprise. So thanks if you've taken the time out to vote. A huge thank you to probably needs to go to my mum Elaine, as I'm guessing that she's put most of the votes in. And you know what, as Laura's not here, as she's passed on to pastures new, I'd just like to say a huge thank you and to de- dedicate, if I can speak, the Tarara Award to my Corrie family, who I absolutely adore. Without you guys, Laura would not have received the death that she deserved. So this one goes to my insanely talented on-screen daughter, little Millie, who is travelling the world in a TARDIS right now, to Mikey and to Samia. I adore you all and thank you for giving Laura the best send-off. And to you guys, thanks again and I will see you all in 2023. Have a good one. It's a bye from me for now. Tara. 
Okay, let's lighten the mood a little bit, Gemma, with our LO Love Award, where we take a look back at the new couples that have formed in 2022 and see who our listeners have voted as being their favourite. So we've got five pairings that we've put up for nomination this year, and they are Bernie and Dev, Amy and Jacob, Ardy and Kelly, Yasmin and Stu, and Summer and Aaron. So um, it was a, it was a, uh, almost were able to get five nominees for this one actually, but we managed to we managed to get them out there in the end, and there are definitely some couples there that I know are, are big hits with the listeners. So let's have a look at who our winner is. Is it me? Is it my turn? I think it is. I'm going to say right. The 2022 L Love Award for Best Coronation Street New Couple goes to. Bernie and Dev. Yay! Congratulations, you two. Now, this was dead close. There was a 0.2% between our top and second entries here. But yeah, Bernie and Dev uh, won with uh, Ardy and Kelly very, very close behind them. So, um, wow, congratulations. Now, these two... Uh, I love these two. I love um, Bernie and I love Dev. You guys know I love Dev. So I think they're a brilliant pairing together and I'm so happy. And I'm interested to see where this relationship's going to go because it's probably one of the most unconventional relationships. Yeah, and it's also one, I mean, we, we call it a, a new coupling because I think it was this year that they made it <laughs> official. Um, but the, the the pair of them had been, um, you know, getting close to each other. And, you know, they'd, they'd been to bed together, I think, even before this year. But oh, it's Dev, a modern life, isn't it? Dev was always <laughs> one to say, you know, he was like, oh, it's nothing serious. I, I think he was maybe a little bit ashamed to be going out with Bernie, a little bit embarrassed because she's not she's really his type. Um, he's he's usually goes for the you know younger, more glamorous woman, doesn't he? Well, this is why but I actually, love Bernie. They, they make a really nice pair in these two. She's she's so she's down to earth. She's funny. She's generous. She is caring, and she's kooky. What's not to love about Bernie? Mm. I think Deb likes um, you know, likes to be the one that's in control in the relationship and feels that he's the he's the provider and he's that he's kind of the, the main man and he's just got somebody on his on his arm as a bit of a trophy piece but with bernie i think he's found somebody that he can have a you know a, an equals a, yeah a conversation yeah. with and she can give as good as she gets as well and she's, and she's not impressed by all the things that he all the trappings he no has. exactly a lot of his other previous girlfriends have been you know, very him. much wooed yeah. by his by his cash and his and his clothes and his shops and everything and like that and bernie just likes him for who he is confident nature about him and uh and and she's you you know she's she's just as confident and uh she's she's totally herself she's got absolutely no um issues with being bernie she's you know she's she's not thinking at night oh what have I, what have i not done with my life she bloody loves being bernie and yeah i love that for her too <laughs> well i think that she maybe wanted to be fun as well at some point this yeah what with all the uh well, she knows what she wants out of life, and yeah. it's for family, and that's very important. That's that's to her. what's important to her, absolutely. And now, she, now she's got a little extra family member in Dev, and all of the the kids and everything that'll involve. We haven't seen a whole lot really with Ardy and Asher and Bernie. So um, there's honestly, a lot those more kids are such a pair of little snobs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think, don't they've, think they've raised some eyebrows and about this relationship for sure. They're the worst kind of snobs because I don't think they realise how snobby <laughs> they are. But Bernie might challenge them. Yeah. I think you're right. This almost didn't happen as well because they were still quite on and off during the year i mean dev um impresses bernie earlier in the year by donating three thousand pounds to the the find joseph fund and that after that they announced they're a couple and then they kind of split up again for a bit 
Um, and there was well, because remember? it seems as though she was in on a scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there was that brilliant scene in the Rovers. I can't remember what summertime where Dev tries to employ her as a cleaner, and he's like doing his, "Hey, Bernie, you want fancy some work? You know, a bit of private work." And he's got a winking and, and um, making out that he's trying to um, ask for personal ask benefits. for some personal benefits exactly. And she punches him round the face, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, why would you do something like that?" It was brilliant, and. Um, the, 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 after that they just kind of end up going getting closer and closer together she she does almost spoil it by breaking Ardy's golf trophy if you remember and then sticking all... it back together yeah, again yeah mask or something um, but yeah they, they decide to make a go of their relationship in the end and um, he was actually really sweet during the Fern story because he was the only one that believed that this mysterious doppelganger even existed wasn't he yeah that's right he was he's he's a loyal guy you can say what you like about Dev but he, he can be a bit of a philanderer but one, one, I think once he's yeah, well, he's he's grown and matured. He's, he's, now, he's older he? now, and I think he's more loyal than he, he was yeah. before. Excuse me, sir. Um, yeah, the the fact that um he's taken on Bernie and everything that comes with it, which means Chesney and Gemma and all the quads and Joseph and everything, he's gonna you know he's bitten he's got off a lot quite of his a, hands now. more than he can chew maybe. But um yeah, as for a bit of a unconventional but actually quite sweet couple, um yeah they're 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 really really nice. But definitely hats off to some of these other couples as well. I mean Amy and Jacob, I I, I really love. Um, they're very sweet and um, Ardy and Kelly like we said earlier for the couple of months that they were together as a couple I think that they certainly warmed a lot of hearts among the viewers as well but they didn't quite make it Bernie and Dev are the winner so congratulations guys and we have got an acceptance speech from Jane Hazelgrove oh, no. who plays Bernie thank you very much well, for, get, uh, for sending us a little message to say what you think so uh, Jane over to you Hello, Conversation Street. This is Jane Hazelgrove, who plays Bernie. Um, I just wanted to thank you all so much for voting for um, Dev and Bernie for the Hello Love uh, Best New Couple. Um, that's very kind of you. And thank you for all your support and your brilliant podcast. And um, here's to the new year. I hope you all have a fabulous one. And let's see what uh, Devendra and Bernadine get up to. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye, Gemma. It's time for the next award. This is the Bayek Award for most shocking twist this year in Coronation Street. This is this is what I watched soap for. It's to be taken by yeah. surprise by um, unexpected turns of events that are maybe not previewed and pressed beforehand. So, If um, we were doing the awards in the 90s, this would have been the You've Been Tangoed Awards. <laughs> if we were doing this in the 90s, I think there'd have been a lot more contenders because I think they uh, they do like to say a little bit more often <coughs> now in advance <coughs> what's going to be happening. But there's <coughs> still been a good number of things that have happened this year that um, the viewers weren't um, privy to before they yes. appeared on screen. That's basically the idea of this is things that took you by surprise... Um, and things that maybe were hidden a bit better. Yeah, things that Coronation Street wanted to keep under their hat before um, the yes. big reveal. So the five nominees for this category are Abby going into labour. <gasps> now, considering that we'd been told on the show that she was not even pregnant, the fact that she... That um, was a shocker. Yeah, her water's broken, she went into labour. was a little bit of a surprise when that happened back in March time. Um, already spoken about this um, podcast, Laura's Confession that she killed Rick Nealon. Well, that was shocking because she didn't even do it. Full confession when she didn't even do it. That was a brilliant twist. And I, wonder, I did wonder how um, Gary was going to get out of that one. Yeah. Um, Imran and Toya's crash. I think before um, that happened on screen, we 
Well, this is an interesting one, wasn't it? Because in the week of the um, the Britain's Got Talent week, I think it was the end of the first episode, ends with a bit of a flash forward to the crash. Um, and we didn't know that exactly how, what was going to go down. We had yeah. a feeling that Imran wasn't going to be making it out of the week in one piece. But uh, <laughs> the, the circumstances oh. around his exit were definitely kept us a, a surprise oh. until the day. Rewind, um, rewind. Ardy getting shot up on the roof oh, when he jumps him. in slow motion in front Sweetheart. of that bullet to protect his poor or Kelly oh. um, and then finally um, Stephen's murder of Leo which has already <laughs> been mentioned a few times on this awards show but has it got another award let's find out the winner of the 2022 Conversation Street by Eck Award goes to Stephen kills Leo Yay. it's done it again viewers you have voted with 54.4% of you to go with this one as your most shocking moment of the year um, and I think, you know, from a personal uh, point of view, this was certainly, I, I think this has got to be what gave me the biggest jaw-dropping um, moment of 2022 I as well. I thought you were going to say, -wise. this is what gave me the biggest joy. And I was about to go, yes, me too. It, it, I took a lot of joy in the death <laughs> of, of Leo. Um, because I just loved how unexpected it was. It was just a totally... Now, the thing about this one is that it was even more shocking for Michael and I because we found out that... He was gonna. Stephen was gonna kill Leo before there were any little tiny crumbs. There are a few crumbs that were dropped um, in the run up to this. Yeah, well, not might, much. I mean, not lots, not lots. But you know what we're like? We're we're wild theorists on this show. <laughs> so we might have. Um, <laughs> even as a joke, suggested that this could have happened. Well, Stephen had been a little bit dodgy, hadn't he? Because he'd been hiding the fact that he was broke to his family and then wanting to get money thing. from Audrey. But I don't think he's anyone could have predicted that he was going to be offing to Leo now, in he's, September. He's a white-collar criminal, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he, you know, he's, he's a spreadsheet. Uh, spreadsheet killer, yeah. Yeah, spreadsheet killer. <laughs> and uh, who would have thought that he would have turned to, to real life or death situation well we as you were saying earlier we ended up finding out about it it wasn't a surprise to us when it happened on screen because we've been very lucky to be privy to um the whole affair when we went to see some scenes being filmed in the summer but i remember the moment that we discovered back in august that this was going to happen we couldn't believe it i, I was so thrilled we, we went to we were very lucky to be invited um behind the scenes to see a bit of filming and we were told oh there's going to be a body being moved later and we were like racking our brains about who it was and, and then it was <laughs> it's quite possible that we could have watched the whole thing without ever really knowing who the body was that he dragged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we actually we ended up seeing on a on a bit of paper, didn't we, that it was going yeah. to be Stephen um, killing Leo. It was just brilliant. And um, well, well, I think by the time it appeared on screen. Um, there had been a few clues dropped in the press as a bit like Leo was mysteriously disappeared and he was going to have a confrontation with Stephen on the gantry. But the actual nature of how it happened was not in any way previewed before. And I think there was a lot of quite stunned viewers when that uh, then that uh, that scene happened um, in, in late September. And it was it was just brilliant. Um, he He's... Um, we've really... It all kind of followed... We've, yeah, we have covered a lot of it already. Well, we've had Matt... Hilton on the show already yeah. to to um accept the award um for the Ecky Thump mm. for for this um and now this is the Bayek Award uh for the, the, the unexpected the nature of, of this it. because it there was it was a combination of so many things and this is why Coronation Street is such a fantastic show that the script the direction the the performances all of these things work together so well to make a stunning moment honestly it was stunning. Uh, to to see this sort of mild mannered 
Um, again, Coronation Street really hates businessmen <laughs> because they're always murdering people and they can't quite get yeah, the... the... the stress of enterprise, isn't it? It really is. It, this is what makes me uh, a bit worried. To, to uh, I mean, I've not put my money into stocks because... I don't know, we'd be dragged into a murder. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen well, next. Speaking of drags, that was the, the, the oh. other bit. We didn't talk about that earlier with the uh, with the Eki Thump Award, but the, the moment afterwards, <laughs> well, later on that episode where Stephen pulls Leo, or he knocks the bin over, pulls him down past the old brewery and into the van. That was brilliant. And that, that was the scene that we saw being filled. And um, it, that was probably my scene of the year, to be honest. I just loved it. The, like you said, the direction of it was fantastic. And although, you know, the sound effects in the background as well. And even if you'd seen, you know, when you saw Stephen pushing Leo over the gantry, and that that was a big enough shock, but the those final moments of the episode where he's putting him in the van that was just the cherry on top, really. Following episodes, you get those amazing flashback scenes where um, Stephen Reed is there um, on the floor watching, like imagining in slow motion the body falling down towards oh, him. Then you got the body burning at the end. You didn't go into that week expecting quite no! such um, spectacle as that. Amazing. For sure. And, yeah, um, definitely. I think you know the the other surprise of this, I suppose, is just the the gear shift that happened with the character of Stephen Reed because he'd made you know, two previous appearances on the Cobbles back in I think ninety seven and two thousand and seven maybe, and he was just you know just a businessman, wasn't he? Well, kind he of was Audrey's son non, from nondescript character really, and and having him brought back. Um, into the show this year. I think a lot of people were quite surprised by that, like why bring him back, but Ian McLeod had a plan. One thing I love about him is that Stephen Reed was the convenient excuse for a, a while. Why can't why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Oh, cause Stephen, Uncle Stephen, Uncle Stephen. You know, mm. Sarah, Sarah Louise, and uh, Bethany were working with Uncle Stephen in Milan yeah. for a long time. That's why they weren't in the show. Yeah, and he's gone from being a convenient excuse as to why so and so hasn't turned up for a wedding or whatever. Yeah, to coming into the show and like bumping off um, a character that was dating one of the major characters, you know, in the show, Jenny. Mm. And uh, I, I love I love the fact that he's <laughs> so evil. And I also really think uh, that it was fantastic that Leo was the one that confronted him. I, I, I think so as well. I mean, I, I was never a big fan of Leo and Jenny in the romantic sense. I, I thought that, you know, after Johnny, seeing Jenny move on quite so quickly didn't sit quite rightly with me. So well, it was made is... all the sweeter by uh, what ended up happening to him, to well, be honest. You know, the, the tragedy here is, that, you know, that, uh, that Jenny... Jenny, Jenny bagged a hunk, didn't she? She did. And and then he gets chucked in a bin. <laughs> Can't believe it. And she still doesn't know as well. Again, at the time of recording, and it, it feels like they're gearing up for some kind of revelation over over New Year's period, possibly. But yeah, as far as we know at the moment, <clears throat> or as far as Jenny knows, he's he's away out there in Canada and um, are living a new life. But, and can uh, I just give a shout out also um, to the actor who plays? Um, yeah, Joe Frost. Yeah, who who plays Leo? Sorry, Joe Frost who did a really great performance of like he he kind of like been just a nice guy just there just on the periphery and then in that final moment he turned really sinister didn't he that confrontation with Stephen that it kind of could have been either of them that ended mm. up dead he'd always he been scary. on the back foot hadn't he 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 knew that he was um 
yeah, you know, not not the the, the most powerful of character on the street, but he gets that bit of information about Stephen, who he has just found out had had his tongue down his missus' throat as well, and oh. he's like the, the swagger that he, and, and the confidence that he gets just for those brief moments he before turns. his demise was he uh, turns was brilliant so well, and he is it's a, te- a testament to the performance too that yeah. he. He he was scary in that moment, mm. and and is that why? Is that is it a good excuse for Stephen <laughs> why he killed him? I don't know. Some, to, some great scenes from the jury for great that scenes one. from Jenny afterwards as well as she kind of has to um, deal with the fact that uh, her dear Leo has <coughs> is gone, and that there was just some funny moments with her and uh, and Daisy is there reflecting over De- Leo's legacy as well. I but, absolutely um, love the fact that that this happened. I think. Um, and the implications are amazing as well because you know you've got Leo, you've got um, Leo is quite lucky in that somebody actually cares about him on the street. His dad, Teddy, mm-hmm. he's gone all the way to Canada to try to discover what's happened to his dear departed son. Not that he knows that he's dead. And you've also got the fact that Stephen is a, a kind of legacy character here because he is Audrey's son and he's Gail's brother and he's you know David's uncle, he's Sarah's uncle. He is um, a pivotal character. In a sense, you know, yeah, in a very major family, in a, in a, one of the biggest families on the street, and now he's now he's a killer, <laughs> and Leo's the one that instigated this. I love this for everybody. I think this was one of my favourite moments of the year. This might have been one of my favourite moments on Coronation Street of all time <laughs> because of the personal connection that we've got to it, and so I'm so thrilled that it won the um, the Bayek Award this Absolutely. year. There couldn't have really been another winner, although we did have our second place, which was. Can, uh, it was it Abby, going, Abby into going into Labour and um, that was phenomenal as well. Yeah, <laughs> what a shocker that was. Really good. Oh, and can keep, we just keep please, those twists coming in 2023 know, Can we Coronation please encourage Street. Coronation Street to give us more of these really utterly thrilling twists and turns because when they take you by surprise, they really, really do rock you to the core. <laughs> now, we didn't hear from him earlier, but we do have a um, special appearance today from Joe Frost, who played uh, lovely Leo, and he has um, uh, sent a message in to us to say <sighs> thank, thank you. you very much for the for the award. Thank so, you um, so much. Over to Joe. Hello, Joe Frost here, aka Leo Tompkins, back from the dead. Just to say a massive thank you to Conversation Street Podcast and all your beautiful listeners, on behalf of myself and all the team at ITV Corrie, for our Bayek Best Surprise Twist Award. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Neither did I. Now it's time for the Right Laugh Award. Right Laugh, oh you southerner. I'm right sorry. Laugh Award. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now we're going to be, um, let's pick, well we're not picking, you've already picked the um, funniest member of the Coronation Street cast, character-wise, of 2022. So many great nominees for the Right Laugh Award. I know, I know. I mean, Coronation, as we, uh, in, any character really can be funny given the right script, can't they? But there's just these certain few that are there that um, have tickled our funny <coughs> bone a little bit more than others um, over the past 12 months. But it was, yeah, it was really tricky to, to whittle them down to five nominees. But who have we got? We've got Dev. Love Dev. Always one of my favourite characters. He can do dark, he can do light, he can do comedy, he can do drama. What can't he do? We've yet to discover. <laughs> We've also got Bernie, who, um, you know, Bernie and Dev this year became a couple. We've already given them an award. But is Bernie due another one? Let's find out in a minute. Shona. Shona has just grown on me. 
um, since she got shot in a box, you you guys know that. <laughs> I think they've they're giving her some great lines, and uh, she's Julie been Gordon fab with them. So good at, at performing those lines. She's just she's been great as the the this kind of step ish mum of Max in the, this recent storyline yeah. as well, hasn't she? And kind of making fun of him with Lauren and everything. Aww. She's she's just great at making the the, the sarcastic comment. Even like, like last week at Christmas when she did her um, oh <clears> people, <throat> you might be thinking that. You shouldn't be wearing a Santa's hat in um, when you're serving at a cafe, but don't worry, I'm friends with the elf inspector. That was just great. Little things <laughs> like that, I just very really much silly. appreciate. And and Julia Goulding, um, yeah, is, is fantastic at delivering those lines. And uh, sadly, she's going to be leaving the show for a little bit when she pops a sprog out. Well, she's already has, hasn't she? So um, that's going to be imminent. But um, I'm sure we'll be welcoming her back, welcoming her back with open arms later this year. We've also got Evelyn. Uh, played by the giant of stage and screen, Maureen Lipman. What a legend she is. Mm-hmm. And we've got a new entry, Glenda. Yeah. She's won the AF Award. Can she win the right laugh award? That's right. Well, let's find out, Gemma. It's time over to you. Announce our winner, please. The winner of the 2022 Right Laugh Award for his character, the Conversation Street Awards, goes to... Evelyn. Evelyn Plummer, you've well done it. Well done. And Shona came in second place. Yeah, um, I'm really, really happy that I'm Shona did Shana. so well with her. Second place. Very. I don't know whether she's... Um, I can't remember whether we just uh, given her a nomination before, but um, she's really settled well into that comedy role, hasn't she? But it was Evelyn once more who has um, been the, who's got the most votes for um, the, the comic stylings of Maureen Lipman. And uh, I, I will have to say this now, we do not have an acceptance speech from Maureen Lipman, from, Although, from Dame Maureen. You know, so I'm sure... a little sure bit beyond our reach. If her agent's listening and you want to send one in, we'll definitely <laughs> include this if, if you would like to accept gracefully. But, I mean, she's got so many awards already. What's one more? She, yeah. um, this well, she year... Won, she won the best comic performance at the Inside Soap Awards There you this go. Year. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this year... Um, got any fav- favourite Evelyn moments in 2020? Too. I enjoyed her conflict with Mimi. That was good, wasn't it? Because when Mimi, um, uh, Phil's mum, was in the show this time last year, I think that was when Evelyn wasn't in the show, and, and so we didn't get a chance we like, to see those Mimi? two harridans coming say? up against each other. But that was pretty. I mean, I I, I remember very fondly their um, duet that they did at Phil and Fizz's wedding of um, I know him so well, Fantastic which is brilliant. Stuff. But um, I, I I loved her in that. She tried to kill somebody with a cricket bat. Did she? Well, she went after somebody with a cricket bat in the charity shop. Oh, yeah, she didn't. Oh, yeah, all the charity shop stuff. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. Well, hopefully we'll be able to see a bit more of that once the uh, the precinct opens and we'll see a few more charity shop scenes. But, yeah, when, um, when she was working there, just getting fed up with all the witterings of the uh, the owner, that that was brilliant. She, she sometimes, she can deliver the lines... Um, in in a, a brilliant way, but sometimes just some of the looks that she gives, the 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 withering, um, yeah, glances at people who she clearly sees as beneath well, her are just hilarious. It's not always the script with with Evelyn. No, she she you can give her a line that would be completely innocuous in a lot of people's mouths, but in Evelyn she can just deliver it in such a withering manner mm. and give you such a horrible look at the end of it that she's she just just yeah. hilarious. She's I I I love how uh, over the top she can be with things as well. Um, even like um, you know, the, in the wedding we had with uh, with Fizz and Tyrone last week, where she comes back and she's uh, does that very loud whisper of the fact that she's got the same hat as she had for the previous wedding. It's it's just brilliant. And um, this year as well, twenty twenty two was also um, we might have forgotten about this one, the year where she um, 
crosses the boundaries between Coronation Street and um, Yellow Page. Was it Yellow Page's advert where she does the he's got an ology? I, I honestly don't know what... Oh, no, no, it's BT, it's isn't, BT, isn't it? It's a BT I, yeah. advert that Maureen Lippman was in back in the 80s. And um, and, she, and she's on the phone to somebody talking about the fact that they got an ology for their O-levels or whatever. And then um, earlier this year, we had that character, Jim Fizz, who comes in and is the catalyst for Brian and Kathy's split. And um, Evelyn gets the line, oh, he's got an ology because he's a mixologist. And um, little <laughs> little sly wink and a bit of a fourth wall break to us there. But I mean, there, there's so many things. But I think sometimes with the with the comedy characters because it, it, it's like fleeting it's in the moment isn't it the, she's she's had so many great lines but a lot of them yeah. have just disappeared out of my head but i always do appreciate um evelyn's input into into all of these uh into all these scenes and and, and the stuff that, that she has with roy as well I, I just love it i think uh she's a real real asset to the show and it's no surprise that she's been voted yet again the uh, the recipient of the right laugh award for for 2022 and i'm going to say here i think that um evelyn is a working class version of cousin violet the dowager duchess from downton abbey i think yeah Played by she would equally legendary to be, uh... maggie smith yeah, I think I think you're right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, as I, a... I kind of want to see, and this will never happen because I don't think they could have Downton Abbey mentioned on on Coronation Street. But I just kind of want <laughs> want her to to watch a scene with um with that character in and be like, oh, she thinks she I is. I think they could. I think they mention things like Love Island and that on Coronation Street. I think ITV shows are more likely than others to get a shout out. So it's certainly a uh, not out of the question. I'd love yeah, that. You're right. Definitely. Um, just some, just sisters. the total dis, uh, not understanding that she's basically the same person, <laughs> except she hasn't got a fancy house to sit in where she judges. <laughs> everybody from she does not she can judge everybody perfectly well from the uh, from the seti of number nine can't and that's she? why we love her <laughs> uh, as i say we have not got maureen Lippmann sadly on the show to uh, to say thank you for the award but i'm sure she'd be thinking it if she knew uh, and we have got one award left it's the big one so let's <gasps> move on left. that's right let's move on to our final award of the show So it is time for the big one, That's Champion, where our listeners have been voting in their droves for their best storyline of the year. And then we have got, as with all the other ones, five nominees for you here. So uh, number one, the baby drama with Abby and Toya and Imran took up a huge chunk of the first half of the year and carried on, I was guessing, a little bit into the uh, the second half as well with the trial. <laughs> um, Max's grooming storyline, which um, showed up in the towards the tail end of 2022, has certainly got its fair share of fans, me included. All the drama with Tyrone, Fizz and Phil seems to have been a constant presence on the street throughout 2022. And in the second half, we also had the Stephen Turns killer. And I think I would include all the stuff with Audrey and uh, Money Woes and everything in there as well. And um, our final nominee for the year is um, Kelly's Exit. And and that, to me, also includes, you know, everything with Gary and Laura and everything oh, building yeah. up in, uh, in Millie Gibson's final months of the show. But there can only be one winner and the champion of the That's Champion Award <laughs> in 2022 goes to... The Abby Imran and Toya baby drama. Yay! Congratulations, guys. What more was there to say, really? So we've talked um, about so many different elements of this storyline because we've had Abby winning top last. We've had Imran winning top. Well, I think they're the only other awards that this one's got so far, and I think this is one thing to say about 2022 is that we've got a nice um, mix of awards, haven't we? It hasn't all come from the same storyline. We've got little bits and pieces all over the place. But um, I think I would certainly agree with uh, with the majority of the viewers here. Uh, well, we've got 
66% of you, so almost half of you voted for this as the big story of the year. And um, yeah, I think I would, I would certainly agree with that one. Um, Max's grooming storyline was second place. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is nice for a story which is uh, quite so recent as well. But th this one has been um, nominated for lots of other proper awards as well, hasn't it? And um, it is certainly what um, helped keep me glued to my seat as the spring rolled around in 2022. So I felt that um, on the whole, the year had a bit of a slowish start. But as soon as Abby dropped that baby, oh, it all that was me uh, hooked in for the next few off. months. Um, and we, it was. There were so many heart wrenching moments there. Saying goodbye to Elsie was was tragic. Oh my gosh, Elsie! I was Georgia I was always Taylor, hoping that she would come back. Georgia Taylor and uh, Sally Carmen have been dehydrated to incredible lengths this year with all the tears that they've shed over. This, this terrible... Well, there was that one brilliant scene, wasn't the there, Andrew. after um, Imran dies and Toya finds out about it and she's there in the hospital room cradling Alfie and she's got the tears streaming down her oh, cheeks and it's so like about a three-minute monologue there from Georgia Taylor, which was fantastically performed, where she's remembering back to Imran and even though he was a bit of a dirty dog, as we know, she still loved him and she's like going, oh, his eyes and his, he was so handsome and oh, he was so Made lovely. Love. And, yeah, and, and, it was, and, and now he's gone that that was again one of my one of my favorite scenes of the year but yeah there was that there was i loved the scene with her where she was at the police station and she was being shown the footage of the crash oh. uh, and she kind of and up until this point she didn't want to really admit to herself that she Something was the one wrong. that was responsible for for her husband's death here. So that was amazing. There was there was the all the trial stuff as well in September including confessing to Leanne that she did it on purpose. Still doesn't sit quite right with me, but um, it doesn't detract from the overall brilliance of this story. I, I really, really did enjoy it. We've also got all the stuff, you know, we've already mentioned what, what Abby and Imran were up to before uh, Imran left. You know, uh, him feuding with her and the um, the injustice, really, mm. of uh, Abby having to fight against this system that's totally... Um, rigged against her right from the very beginning. She shouldn't be a druggie. Oh, the questions about, you know, is she actually going to do a good job here? Is Alfie in safe hands? We we, we hope that he is, but still not sure. Well, you know, he, he, she's depends got the support on what the of writers Kevin now, have up we? their sleeves for her if she wants to I would hope relax. so. It feels like after, you know, having a terrible time being a mum to the others that this should be the one where she finally gets it right. I'd like to see a happy ending for Abby. Yeah. As, as much as, honestly, I would have preferred for Imran and Toya to have lived happily ever after with Alfie, with that not able to happen now, I do hope for all the best to, for Abby and Kevin as they're, as they're looking after this little sprogling. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing I'm trying to say. Sally Carmen's performance in this, um, along with George Taylor and Charlie Jamalo, has made this such an mm. epic story. Yeah. And um, really, and especially interesting for us too, because um, it, it's funny. It was funny watching people take sides, and um, we, it was hard for us because we like all the actors. Yeah, we we were we were basically tasked with choosing a side, like you said, between really the, the, the Habibs and the Websters. I mean, a shout out as well to, to Mike Lavelle, who yes. was a, you know, a, a much more minor player in this whole story, but he had some cracking moments he as well. He rose to the occasion for sure. But especially when um, the, the revelation came out to Toya that um, Alfie was Imran's son, because that was another brilliant scene with them all, wasn't it? When they're at the uh, adoption Fantastic. meeting and, and you kind of go into that and Toya knows 
that Alfie is in Rand's and she waits a couple of minutes into the meeting before revealing it and to see the, the smile drop from her in Rand's face was uh, was gut-wrenching as as an Imran fan but um very fun to watch yeah everyone in this in this story has been um just fantastic and well the thing about it was that we we were kind of very much on Imran and Hoya's side but they were clearly the the sort of villains of the piece and and Abby was the hero you know the underdog she'd made mistakes in the past but she was committed to try to to rectify them and be the best mum she could with Alfie but she was having that chance robbed from her by these you know two middle class evil <laughs> but I think it was it wasn't so black no, and white no I know, as I that, know it, was wasn't. It? it wasn't it wasn't when when Abby um abandoned Alfie at the hospital that was fantastic and as much as an Abby fan as I am to see her do that and, and kind of leave her kid there. It's like, oh no, how can you do this? But then the irony was that it was Toya that convinced her to give it another try. Yeah, yeah. And e- even though Toya and Imran, it felt like we weren't supposed to be gunning for them. They still did have some lovely moments, like the the, the Hindu. Uh, Stagnite yeah. um, scenes where toys Wedding. getting tiddly outside Red Bank apartments. So that's again another favourite scene of I the year. I definitely think it was, it was a lot more balanced than it seemed to be from mm. social media because I think once you pick your side, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You you know you you decided everything the other people did was was wrong. But yeah. it was just really it was really interesting and it was a nuanced storyline. I I feel. And I, you could sympathise with everybody in this. You could, and I, and I think that was the the real um, the the thing that the skill probably, the, yeah. the skill of it, and it is what's made people vote for it because it got people talking the most. It got I think this was a story that people were the most invested in. Whose side do you want? Who do you want Alfie to end up with? Etc. You can tell how you can tell how passionate people get about it because it was one of those ones that people argued about on, yeah. on Twitter where people were like, how could you say that? Oh, I can't believe you think this, that and the other thing. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. That's if it, if it caused a furore on social media, you know you caught, caught something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's a shame that after the summer and, and the trial and everything, it's it's kind of over with now and it it's looks like Toya's moved on. It's, it's springboarded a lot of other things like Wendy, which then led to the play storyline with, with Ken and... Uh, the return of Martha, which was very mm. exciting. And then we've also had Spider come back. Yeah, he's, he's sprung out of this story as well, now... I suppose, hasn't he? Rescuing Toya from the pits of despair. And, and an integral part of the Max Grooming storyline. So yeah. really, really epic story. I'm, I'm very chuffed this one. I'm pleased. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the other, other nominees too. I think that there were some really, really great stories this year. There was no big, obvious A storyline. Um, but this one definitely won people's hearts and uh, I think it's a well-deserving yeah. winner of very, the Max Champion Very Award. sad that we had to lose Imran from it. I don't. I, like I said, you know, I want to rewind, please. Yeah, that's just a little change, maybe. Um, we are joined towards the, uh, the end of the episode now by Sally Carmen once more, who's kindly agreed to do an acceptance speech for the That's Champion Award. So, passing you back, here comes Sally Carmen. Hello again, it's me, Sally Carmen. <laughs> I've been on this more than I've been on Coronation Street this year. Um, Again, thank you so much for voting the Alfie baby storyline. Top storyline, that's phenomenal. Um, But I can't take the credit for that. That was an absolute dream team effort. Uh, So I have to take my hat off to my amazing, brilliant co-stars, Charlie DeMello, and Georgia Taylor. 
uh, also the lovely Michael Lavelle. Um, I just adore them, love them, worship them. Um, so this is just a beautiful cherry on top of an already delicious cake. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And there we have it. Another year is over for the Conversation Street Awards. Thank you, everybody, who's taken part this year and voted. Um, it's been great seeing the votes come in and um, I hope that some of your favourites got picked as well. Thank you so much again to all of the... Um, stars of the show who came on to give their exceptional speeches as well it is very very it um, means so much to us it does mean a lot to us that people would do that and it's um because of the support of you guys listening that we've been able to get big enough for us to be able to get people to to write in well to yeah. to post in yeah, yeah, their exceptional speeches really don't ever take any of you guys for granted thank you so much for listening mm -hmm. and that leads us into our special yeah our, our post final award yeah. of the night we yes. have got one extra one haven't we but this isn't one that uh, you've been voting for this is our mad for it award which has been running for a good few years now which where we pick our listener of the year and um, of course this was set up a few years ago in tribute to um a listener who's no longer with us sadly um diane williams who was uh, better known as tibor in the uh, coronation street community a big big supporter of the show and uh, every year since um since her death we've um We've, we've picked out it, and yeah. commemorated um, a particular listener who we wanted to give a, a special shout out to. Because it really is the community that's the most important thing about this podcast and you guys are so amazing. We're so grateful for our fans. And um, so here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to leave it to you, Gemma. The winner of the Manfred Award in 2022 goes to Richard Taylor. Oh, Thank you so much. Richard. For you guys, if you listen, you will know he sends in our regular emails to us, which are very thoughtful and kind. And uh, he is a very uh, supportive um, patron member. Yeah. And he has uh, done a lot behind the scenes for the podcast. Yeah, no, um, he, he really, really has. He's, he's been fantastic so supporting us. He always sends us really, really lovely. Sometimes we cut out some of the loveliness in his messages <coughs> as well because <laughs> you can feel a bit, you know, embarrassing. Really Can't toot our own horn too much. Says, but um, I think, uh, you know, for, for the support that he's given us over the last few years, it was uh, uh, an easy pick this year, I think, to, to go for, for Richard. He frequently contributes to our Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, yes. you might enjoy. It's a very friendly bunch and oh, yeah. it's nothing to do with us they are just lovely people in general and they're all very supportive of each other i definitely like to think that the uh, the facebook group will be nodding their heads in agreement at, at yes. our pick this year and he also took part in the cast versus fans oh, yeah, quiz yeah he did didn't he i, I had a chat which, with him he did a, he did a, he did a round so on the quiz this year to listen to the so voices of some of our listeners yeah and yeah, uh, that might yeah. be the first time we heard him and, and he kindly donated his prize as well didn't he so everybody who took part won a, a coronation street uh yeah. Trivia book, and uh, he he very kindly donated that to another listener as well. So, so we're um, so we're so yeah. grateful Love for everybody Richard that listens, listener. and uh, Richard is the the winner of the Manfred Award this year, and uh, we just uh, so excited that we have so many people to pick from, and uh, we're just yeah, I, I honestly feel very lucky and honoured to have such a lovely group of listeners, 
and um, we really, really hope that you will be staying with us through 2023 yep. to find out what's going to happen. <laughs> and don't forget, also, we're going to have our predictions. We will do. That's going to be coming um, yeah, in early January. We've got so many other things we'll we be... need to fit in. But... There's also an awful lot that's happened in 2022 that we've not been able to um, kind of talk about in our end of year summary podcast, have we? So that's going to come um, maybe next week, maybe the week after. We'll be given our final rundown thoughts about everything else that happened in 2022. And yeah, like you said, there'll be um, some predictions for 2022. I haven't really got many at the moment. I, I haven't have to thought get of my thinking cap on, to I'm be honest. Just, uh, I just love it every year. This The end of the year and the beginning of the new year is such a, a really special time on the podcast because it's a time of reflection and also a time to appreciate what we've, what we've had and uh, just be grateful for the fact that we have a lovely show to talk about talented um uh performers in the show and also such skillful um directors producers writers. everybody that writes and uh and produces the show and all the, the makeup and the the um wardrobe and everybody and also all you guys that listen because you support us just by listening and uh supporting us on social media and things and we just are just so happy that we're able to do this and it's because of you so you all win the award. Oh my gosh. And so do we. We could give an award to everyone if we wanted to. Because again, there well aren't done. any actual physical awards here. We've but. made it to another year. Thank you everybody for listening. It's been it's been lovely hosting the podcast for another year. Very, very special year to us. Obviously the 10th the year. We uh, we celebrated our 10th anniversary doing Conversation Street this year. We had a, in a fad trip away. And uh, no doubt we'll be reflecting on that again in the, in the, in the show in a couple of will weeks. You, will time, we ever shut up about it? Maybe, no. Maybe not. Never. Yeah, we, we are very, very happy with how things turned out this summer as well. Couldn't have asked for more. Thank you so anyway, much. thank you for everybody listening. that helped make it happen, which includes you if you're listening. Yes. So um, give yourself a pat on the back and enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you in 2023. We certainly with shall. Chat. But until then, ta from me. ta from me. And the music for this episode, of course, came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>